I'm ready. All right. My name is Josh Alvarez. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 84 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Isaac Williams. Greetings. Isaac, I'm so happy you're on the show. I'm happy to be here. Isaac is a, uh, a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you've worked on other I mean you've made movies but you've also worked on other people's sets too yeah. right yeah. Do, do you have something you prefer to do like when you're working for somebody else like are you are you on the camera are you on the sound what is, what is I, your deal honestly I'd prefer to do whatever it's gonna whatever it's gonna take to get the thing get done get the thing done I mean yeah. I like working camera I like working with people yeah um, I don't uh, prefer to work on something that no one wants to get done because yeah. I will work pretty hard until yeah. I realize oh I, I should just go home. That's the worst. That's just when you. That's when it hits. Just the yeah. light goes off, and you're right. like, "Oh yeah, I'm done now." Later, yeah, and then cool. that's it. Isaac out. Yeah, Isaac is also a <clears throat> well-known figure in the Philly film scene. Mm-hmm. He's very metal. You know, I'm intimidated by how metal you are. <laughs> I don't, in, this, in the sense of like, if if we were just hanging out, like we before we were starting recording, we were having a music conversation. Right. I'm not going to bring up anything metal. I just get a vibe. I'm like, no, I'm good. Nope, just not going to talk about it. I'm just mm-hmm. not. Hey, I'll, I'll be like, hey, man, I like Prince. Prince is good. Because I don't want to say something and you're like, that's not. Well, that's because we don't ever talk about disco. Oh, that's you true. know, which I don't well, want to talk you guys under the table about that. No, 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 no. no. Let's be clear, too. It's not like you're only into metal and you've made some awesome. Uh, you, do you still do this? You make mixes from like movie soundtracks and I stuff? I have like that? about half a dozen or a million uh, on deck okay. that I have thought a lot about. Some of the ones that you've made, I have listened to extensively. That's good. I, I've actually listened to some of the ones I have made again, which every now and then when I do it, I think, wait a minute, I, I just spent a lot of time with this. Wait a minute. Like, oh, that's right, because I made it, so I like all the songs. Yeah. Fuck like, it. Oh, yeah, I'm awesome. And that's what happens when I make That's also shit. what I think. Yeah. 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 There you go. Isaac, actually, my, my, my music history with Isaac is when you worked at AKA. Right. Was, yeah. that, the, was that when I met you? Uh, probably. Yeah. Although I think we've got, we have mutual friends. We do. We do. But I remember talking to you like, like a friend, like at yeah. record stores, and like yeah. that was where I've come to know and love you. Yeah, like a pleasant conversation was, where I, well, I didn't was, feel like a trapped audience. You also saved my ass a couple times when like I had to sell records because I like needed money, and then like I remember one time uh, I was selling like all the Lifetime records that I had. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. You were like, "Oh no, man, it's cool." <laughs> Not my finest moment, but it was like, yo, man, how am I going to get this water ice? I need money. Let me see <laughs> if I can help brother out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a I, I have been meaning to talk to you about your water ice addiction. It's lovely. Dude, cream ice. That's where I draw the line. Just I, where, where I grew up, which is in Lancaster, far, far away, um, much like how long submarine-shaped sandwiches here are called hoagies, but everywhere else in the world they're called submarine sandwiches. Right. Uh, other places, it's called Italian ice. And when I came here first... What is this Italian ice? What I thought said? about was so water ice. What the fuck is water ice? I have water ice... Welcome in, to America, pal. Yeah, in my drink, in my <laughs> freezer, in everywhere. So, water ice. I mean, yeah, let's, let's be clear. We do have a lot of <laughs> listeners who aren't from the Philadelphia area. Right. And right. I'm surprised that you guys still listen, considering how often... These, <laughs> like, on this podcast... A, the use of John. Right. To an extensive amount. Yeah, but B, see, Creed. Lots of Creed. Ums. No, Stop that's true. But pre Creed, we were still t- saying John. <laughs> you were still talking. Like, whenever anyone would tweet at us, half the time they'd be like, 
what the fuck is John? Yeah. Uh, we talk about we talk about local. You do know that Liam was in Creed, right? Oh god damn it! Yeah. Uh, we also talk about we also talk about local Dagger shows a lot. <laughs> yeah, Dagger's the greatest band ever. The point is, is that <laughs> there's a lot of colloquialism. So people right. might not know that in Philadelphia, the the speci- and it's not. I can't even say the sugary ice because there are other sugar Hawaiian shaved ice. Mm. Matsumoto's, what's up? That that, that uh, Kool Aid stuff that comes in the long plastic yeah, tube. Yeah, that's yeah. sugary ice. Flavor there's ice. A, but there's a kind of yeah, the, there's ice. a kind of sugared ice that <laughs> it comes in, in a cup. In Philadelphia, we refer to as water ice, and I know I, I think it's a Philly thing. I think in some places, yeah, because is it Italian ice? Is but I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it called water ice in a few down other the, places down the shore. It might be down the shore. Okay. The point is, is that which for can, anyone else who is listening means at the beach. But let's be clear: down the shore, I've also seen it called Italian ice, and I've also seen something that I don't know what the fuck it is called Polish, Polish ice. ice. What know. is Polish ice? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a I mystery, assume, though. I assume, Question is: Is it made with water? Well, that's my what? issue. <laughs> I whatever. The first time I saw Polish ice, I thought, is that is that like a is that like a ethno thing like is it polish sauerkraut because it's, it's, wow. it's kielbasa well oh. no in the sense of like you know people does it use... go well with kielbasa Did i've never had i've never tried that everything everything goes well Listen, with kielbasa Coors brothers is all you need to know about the shore ice cream scene oh the custard just saying you, man you're a custard man <clears throat> yeah you like that custard i like it it's good it let's is, keep moving with this good. with this topic we, we've, look, we've exhausted this look Look, You've exhausted this, Liam. First of all, there's, you talked this under the there table. There is no end to water ice <laughs> and how important it is to Philadelphia culture. The only thing more important, the only thing more important than water ice is Arctic Splash. And and what we get, that's that is not all of Philadelphia. I am not wow. part of that. That's up here in this area, Arctic Splash. Okay, yeah, and you know what? A friend of mine who lived up here and was not native to here uh, referred to people who depend on that as yeah. splashers. Splashers. Yeah. You no, know, shit. you know, I've you know they briefly like seven years. You know they briefly put real sugar in Arctic Splash and everyone got real mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> they switched to real sugar and people were like, What the, what fuck, the fuck is, is this? this shit? Hey yo, what? what the fuck is this shit Rocky for? I think but, the main uh, thing no about one the water in ice, this area sounds like that. I know. I think the main thing to put to bed for foreigners, and that means anyone outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, monsters. Uh, <laughs> if someone mentions if someone says wood or ice they're not asking you something from a tree or frozen water. They're talking about a tasty sweet treat. Italian. And say yes. I mean, and the answer is just okay. say yes. If I mean, someone says wood or ice, say yes. I mean, okay, okay. Wood or ice. I understand your thing because you grew up in fucking Amish land. So you've got your own thing going on out there. I grew up in a horse and buggy. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. You grew up without zippers. And from my experience in Pennsylvania, you probably lived off pierogies. Electricity only in the bathroom. Yeah. Lots of pierogies, too. <laughs> Pierogies? No, you don't have pierogies. No, we don't. I mean, it's not from there. Yakos. Yeah, but I. I mean, Amish macaroni salad, obviously. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess the Amish would be more German shit. Where I'm at, so I'm up in the Lehigh Valley now. Pierogies everywhere. There's no place that it's fast food where they don't have pierogies next to French fries. Is like, yeah, we'll just fry you up some pierogies. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That reminds me of going to what is it, Horton? Somebody yeah. Horton up in Canada, yeah. where you think to yourself, "Oh, I'm gonna get some French fries," and it's yeah. a donut. Oh, and I love a donut, but if I eat a sandwich, you're not eating. Give me a like donut chips a and French fries. I'll eat yeah. donut later. No, I, I'm, I'm a, I prefer the donut. Give me the donut. Wow. All right, Canada, man. 
whole nother can of worms. Oh, Canada. Yeah. So Isaac is on. Right. And, um, yep. Isaac, what did you? What What was the topic? We you know, people may not know, but when we have a guest on, we ask them to choose a topic, and then if they don't come up with the topic, we stop answering their emails, and we never <laughs> have them on the show. Cool. <laughs> so Isaac chose. I mean, that's kind of true. Though. It's only funny because it's true. But go on. <laughs> that's not our. Per- that's not an actual policy. It just ha- keeps happening where someone goes, "I don't know what I want to talk about," and then just we never reply. <laughs> and the really? waves of time wash them away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Isaac, what did you want to talk about in today's episode? So, as a as a person, as a deep digger with uh, mm-hmm. cinema, and as someone who has put cinema together, sure. I and has gone to school for this. For, Where did you go for to school again? Better or worst, uh, Temple a? University. Oh, Temple of, of my A. Um, what? So what? I what I discovered over time was when you're actually putting stuff together that at no time did it actually in school help for us to look at the AFI 100 list to look at Citizen Kane and. Fantastic films, you should watch them. Films, you should watch them. Anyone should, really, if they want to have a life, and obsessively, to the banishment of all other enjoyments. But you can't actually, as a person who has a little video camera and three friends and like a bottle of ketchup, understand why The Shining is good. Or understand why... You like you so, and those are all movies. Any any movie that's interesting or good, or why Godard can take all the rules and throw them in the trash. Right. So if you do watch a movie that unknowingly or carelessly has smashed whatever the the some of the simple basic rules of of putting cinema together or moving images together, and you feel uncomfortable when you watch it. And it's not you're not feeling uncomfortable because it's like Gaspar Noé. You're feeling uncomfortable because it's a topic today, science crazed. Okay, right. well, you're feeling uncomfortable it's because the, in the fact, content. It's not the it's not that it's the content alone. It's like the method of the movie isn't working and it's making you uncomfortable. Exactly. So there's there and so when you look at that stuff, you can kind of understand. Oh, so that's why somebody in front of a classroom said. Do this and don't do this, which obviously anybody who's in college or anybody who is you know young, dumb, and an asshole and wants to fulfill their artistic vision before they realize that they're not an artist doesn't want to hear specifically every time you change an angle, it's got to be thirty degrees. You don't want to hear that. They you don't, don't want to hear because the you don't hear truth. 180 degree rule. Don't break it. And then they go, "Oh, but I was watching The Shining and they break it every 5 seconds." And I was like, "Well, you're not Stanley Kubrick." And what kind and, and so what kind of an answer is that? It's not an answer. It's not an answer where someone says, "Yeah, right. Oh, you're right. I'm not Stanley Kubrick." No, it's not. A, you don't learn that way. But if you're watching Science Crazed, yeah. <laughs> you exactly. realize. Like, so and so the idea is like if you showed Science Crazed in front of an auditorium full of students, first of all, most of them would leave and maybe never come back. Excellent. For everyone else who wants to use equipment. Second of all, you can then say afterward, okay, so why? how did this go so far off the rails? Right. And what can you learn from it? And then every time you're looking through a camera going, oh, wait, I don't want it to end up like that. And then besides that, I think that the, 
these days where it's you know people like us sitting in a room talking now it's on the internet anybody with a computer or a phone is on the internet and everybody's a right. critic everybody's got an opinion nobody's really got a point of view anymore but everyone's got an opinion and so the idea of something being bad which is utterly subjective yeah is in my opinion is almost idiotic because it's it gets to the point where someone if you say oh that movie sucked that might be true, but why, how, and in a conversation like that, you can actually understand yourself and the other people that you're with. Well, why did I feel that way? Right. What was interesting? What were my feelings? You know, not to sound like this is we're really covering amazing ground here, but you know <laughs> no, what I mean? No, I, like, no, so but this ground is necessary. I feel well because go ahead. Oh, people people have opinions at the assholes, of course. Perfect example uh, after Hereditary. Right. Yeah. I went to the press screener for Hereditary, so I tweeted about it, and uh, on opening weekend, everybody had like some shit to say, and it was yeah. just like, "Yo, dog, I don't understand what to tell you, but this movie, like, I enjoyed the movie very much. Right. Me too. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. All these people were writing me like, "Yo, dog, wasn't scared. Cool. How's it? Yeah. So I yeah. So well, life? check like, your check your inbox. Was there a receipt that I sent you? Was there a certificate that said guaranteed you're going to be scared by this movie? No. Yeah, exactly. But everybody's got that thing. Yeah. And it's, dude, it's frustrating. Shit talk. I, I will take this opportunity yet again to remind everyone, don't hashtag your opinions. Oh, right, yeah. Because then every asshole... I, did. I didn't know. Then Liam. every asshole will come and tell you, no, I've learned the same thing. I don't... I will hashtag something that I want people to see. But if I'm just... If I go on and I'm like, yo, I think Castle Rock, the new Castle Rock show is pretty good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hashtag that Castle Rock. That's I want a long hashtag. Shit, that dick to come along and be like, no, it's not, motherfucker. But as it stands, just putting the words Castle Rock, I'm already taking a chance because someone's right. gonna be just searching. Like, I'm gonna search out this. I'm gonna yell. See somebody. who likes it, and they're probably a dick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they could be watching something else, right? Listening exactly. to a record, eating yeah. a sandwich, whatever, eating some water ice. I also think what you're. <laughs> <laughs> please eat more water ice. Uh, Hydrate yourself. Here's the thing. Side note: I only say water when I'm saying water ice. Normally, I just say water. <laughs> right. I've never right. said water for yeah. water in my fucking life. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let's back, let me back up a little bit. And part of what you're saying about this, inter- I'm interpreting it in my in my language as interrogating your feelings, as sitting there and saying, "What is it I'm feeling about what I'm watching?" I have to say this to people, new writers for the site, all the time, because mm-hmm. what they want to send me is this is what people want to send you. Here's a brief synopsis of the plot. And then throughout my synopsis of the plot, I'll generally say whether I thought it was good or bad. Then at the end, I'll say which performances I liked. I might make a comment about the director a little bit. And then that's my review. About 600 words. That's just a regurgitation of what the movie was. So regularly I say to people, you can read the plot on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. Every website has the fucking plot. In fact, what I would prefer you to do is go to someone else's synopsis, steal it, <laughs> put it in a it. put it in a little box that says synopsis. Uh, get yeah. that shit out of the way. Then get into what you fucking think. And I want to know. I want to know how it made you feel. How it made you feel. Why you think you felt that way? Why you think you felt that way? What it made you think about? And what were the techniques that you were able to pull out? And if what you're saying is, well, I don't know anything about how a movie's made. Then like read a fucking Wikipedia. It's <laughs> it, it just here's the thing. Or, like, or I have to say that, and, and again, you're talking about a specific thing, but even jumping off from that, if you don't know how movies are made, that doesn't mean that you can't 
still right. like look at a thing right. and say, so what did what did I react to? Right. What, like what did I react to? Well, and and again, I, I I guess when I say technique, I'm not asking someone to break down the shots. Well, there's the you know, yeah, we'll use a thirty. An hour in, there's a twenty. Yeah, um, that's not what I'm looking for. But I'm looking for like pay attention to the soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like notice yeah, the soundtrack. Right. Notice what you're looking at. Notice whatever. Anyways, point being is that. I mean, no, we're wrong. There are plenty of people who write for us who already know this shit. But a lot of times when someone's like, I've never done this before. I'd like to try it for you. These are the things I have to help them with. And a lot of times I, you, it's, not, it's not because of ignorance. It's not because they don't know that that would be good. Because if they were reading someone else writing that way, they would probably enjoy it. It's more what I find a lot of times is that people are really willing to tell you, I thought this was good. I thought mm-hmm. this was bad. As soon as I ask them to reflect on why... I think for a lot of folks, we feel uncomfortable getting into that. We yeah. feel uncomfortable exploring that. And it's, I don't know if it's insecurity. I don't I know. I think if it's... part of it is like the fear of judgment from other people who, right. like, I know sometimes when I think about movies, I'm like, man, I'm going to say this. And I hope Liam doesn't think I'm a dummy when right. I say it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I can, I, I definitely, you know, feel that way sometimes. And I can't, I can't be mad at that. Like, or, you know, Anyone that you look up to, you don't want to be like, oh man, that movie was great. And well, and, like, and, well, and going right off of that, there's the same situation that you were just describing, whereas if you go out on a limb, which will be on the worldwide limb, yeah. and say, I really thought this, then yes, you have then opened the door right. for, the, for the beta hounds to like chomp your balls off and say, Go crazy. Well, you're an asshole. You're an idiot. You're stupid. What do you know? What do you and and so not not to to make it seem like everybody's got to know what goes into it, but watching something then where you do actually have some idea of what it took to do that, yeah, whatever it is, then you go, oh well. And what I think a lot of times is then you watch something, even if it's a heinous piece of crap, and you hated it, then I, like I'll I'll think to myself. How did it, how did this even happen? Mm-hmm. How did this? I know how much it takes to get like. How did that happen? At what point did no one say, "Wow, I think this really sucks." <laughs> I don't think Let's this just, works. When when the number of projects that seem like they're going to be great die every year, yeah. and we never know about it, and then things hit the screen, and we think, "Man, why this one? Yeah, like what? Why didn't this one like sink? Like why didn't this one die? Like yeah, the other? please, like why didn't yeah. it?" And and again, so it's easier to say sucked, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I guess so. Then for me, the importance of of a bad movie. You're talking about bad movies, is a I come at it from an angle of looking at them as an artifact that's going to tell you how to not how to not do something. Sure, you know, learn from so someone else's like mistake. Like caveat. Yeah, you. in a way. And then at the same time, I'm fascinated by like you. You know, we talked before. We started rolling about micro budget and yeah. Josh's familiarity with micro budget. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me what people will do where it didn't take. I, I feel like they probably spent five minutes shooting Science Crazed, which we'll get to. Right. But the movie's 83 minutes long. Right. And that's why it hurts your brain because it doesn't <laughs> actually exist in this time continuum. So, and I guess the, the, the now also because we have, it's been decades now, I guess, since movies like Plan 9 or Manos, The Hands of Fate right. have occupied this bizarre place of, well, this is the worst movie on earth. 
I, I, I can stand before you and say, this is the worst movie on earth. Well, it's the worst movie on the one shelf in the video store that you went to. Right. It's yeah. not nearly as bad as half of the movies that are on the new release shelf or whatever it is. So, and then there's the idea, which I'm kind of weirdly uncomfortable with, which is so bad it's good. Because there's certain things that I enjoy and I know that they're not good. But, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know if they're so bad they're good. If they're just so entertaining. Well, and then then again is yeah. a subjective idea. I mean, okay. So the way I tra- on this show a lot, we do a lot of comparisons of movie to, movies to music, music to movies, and they're not mm. fair comparisons sometimes. But one right. of the things that occurs to me with films like this is, um, have you ever talked to a current music uh, appreciator? especially within certain subgenres, and find out that they can't listen to older bands because of the recording quality. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so like I know a lot of kids, for example, who are into hardcore, who they grew up, I mean, they kind of have grown up on these on this era of music where it doesn't take that much money. Get, to, right, put to out, make like, it sound five, really five nice. people put in $100, you got 500 bucks. you're going to sound fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Right. Whereas there was a time where you saved up thousands of dollars to put out something that, like, we all know sounds bad now. Right, right. That yeah. we listen to now and go, right. fuck, who mastered Holy these drums? Shit. This is yeah, terrible. Yeah. The Unbroken so, like, Record. The, uh, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. The same. So, so um, part of me feels like that attitude. So, again, I'm not trying to shame anyone, but I feel like sometimes when I talk to people about that, uh, there's a feeling of, I can't appreciate that because it's recorded so badly. And how could anyone like this thing that's recorded so badly? Mm. And when I think about these movies, we'll get into whether there's things there that are interesting or not. But there's a feeling of like, why would you even make this movie if you can't make it? If you can't make it at a certain level. Yeah. But at the time when these things were made, maybe this is the best that you could yeah. do. This is what you could afford. This is what yeah. could happen. And you did the best that you could with it. And... For me, I mean, so we haven't even said it. We're talking today about Science Craze, and we're talking about Tales, Tales from the, the Quad Dead Zone. I think both nice these films... Work, I know. You share a brain. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, both these films represent a triumph for someone, right? That they were able to pull their shit together. Well, and, and Chester one, and Turner, it's his second movie. Yeah. Yeah. But one, Chester and Turner's movie, I think is like inherently entertaining, even as you're watching it going, why the fuck is... what? Yeah. Why did you make this decision? Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why you're doing this. But to me, it has a there's a knowledge there, there's a flow mm-hmm. um, that, again, at a certain technical level, is not up to the par maybe of some of the other things that were happening at the time, but is watchable. Whereas Science Crazed, there's a lot to enjoy maybe for some folks, but it is a difficult mostly, watch. Mostly yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weapon. It's a yeah. complete weapon <laughs> for sure. When and then what's interesting to me is and and. I guess never get me wrong that I know I'm never going to convince or try to convince someone to like science crazed or a lot to of people like, do like it though. Well, I mean, but, let's sure. be but clear, like to, people to, like to, it. you know, just to pick the example of tight or to like name any grungy forgotten seventies, sure. Sure. Mm, sure. Whatever. You like convincing someone that it's good or that has merit is not quite the same as just saying level the playing field that you're looking at. And then, so when you right. watch Science Crates, you say to yourself, "Oh my God, a certain number of people actually did this, right? And, they made and, this, and then they not only just made it happen, and they it got onto a video store shelf. Yeah, 
And then other people watched it. Which That's means it insane. Went channels of distribution and yeah. production. And right, exactly. Wow. And so now, if what you need to do to get somebody to watch it is if like kook slams or a cat that poops on itself and then screams, that's brainless. Yeah, entertaining, sure, but sure. brainless and requires almost no effort. And mm. so to look at something and say, "I'm the, I cannot laud the effort of these Canadians," but what? Wow! I can just <laughs> say, "Wow." They did something. Or they, maybe they're aliens, because I don't even know what any of it means. You want to hear my musical analogy to this movie, by the way? What's yes. that? Uh, I just imagine John Joseph's in the recording booth during the recording of Age of Quarrel doing Malfunction. And he gets to the, it's a Malfunction. And someone outside of the booth <laughs> being like, yo, man, sick. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Put that shit in there. It's, <laughs> it's so intense. That's think, all I could think of. I like, think we found our intermission song. I'm going to try something real quick. I, I know it's a little different than the rest of the stuff, but just bear with me. Let me see what you think. A... And everyone's like, yo, man. Word, yeah, that's fucking word. tight. Yeah. Just like, Good job, man. Soul, <laughs> Print it. man. Soul. Put it in. <laughs> I imagine what actually happened is they were like, uh, we'd love to re-record that part, but we'd have to steal five cars just to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just go back to the squat and be happy with what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Happy that Time's got up. Finished. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this episode is brought to you, like so many of our episodes. Well, first off, by our awesome Patreon supporters. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. And a couple. we've gotten a couple new supporters recently, so... Uh, big ups to all y'all who have done that. Uh, thank you to anyone who checks it out and tells a friend about it. But we are also supported by your friends at Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. XLVACX.com. If you need anything printed on a shirt, a hat, a hoodie, a koozie, a bandana, a pillowcase, <laughs> a jock strap, whatever the fuck it is, get it printed LVAC. Um, that's about all I want to say about that. Right. They're great. Cool. You should get your stuff printed there. Shit is dope. All right, uh, and then now, what, what do we do now? There's a There's thing like we do at the beginning. That we do right here at the beginning what of every episode, where know. you know, generally the guest either has yeah. a choice to go first, second, or last. Yeah, what is it called? I think yeah. it's called it's it's copywritten, right? Yeah, it's, it's our yeah, it's our whacking on track. track. So Isaac jumped in, and it was Isaac so good. Three voices, do, 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 so do, 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 do. first time ever in eighty-three episodes. By the way, big ups to Isaac. <laughs> Who actually listens to the podcast? Yeah, I mean, and knew we, what was coming before we, we even said it. We, uh. We've had guests who listened before, but only Isaac was like, "It's going to be cool if I do it too." <laughs> <laughs> but the suspense was killing me because you guys, I love listening how to how you meander around and build up to it. I'm waiting for the point when it's like 45 minutes of you guys. Like, yeah, what if we just were silent? Like we were just like, yeah, now's the time for. <laughs> Yeah, audience participation. Whack! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, sick. Yo, it, so, yeah, that's Isaac, true. your choice. Would you like to go first? Would you like to go first. second? No, second. I can go first. Last. That's fine. Do it, man. Go ahead. Uh, so, whack. Uh, I'm going to keep the list short. Um, anything to do with getting your car repaired. Yeah, oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah. That's totally fucking awful. Whack. Without getting into the long story about my friend Barry down at AAA, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Fuck you, Barry. Um, Fuck a Barry. I had to get the smallest thing replaced on my... Grandma's 22-year-old Volvo sedan. 
Jesus. Which is nice. great because they don't make well, the it Volvo Johns, anymore. They live forever. They do live forever, but sometimes a part that was discontinued because it was shitty mm. doesn't. Damn it. So you wait and you go through misadventures like somebody saying, yeah, come on down to the body shop on this day. And I say, okay. And then you go down there and they say, oh, I'd love to help you, um, but I'm going to go on vacation tomorrow, so I really can't. But you really do need to get this part fixed. <laughs> Thank you. Sick. Thank right. you. So nah. when you finally go to three junkyards, get the part, are so excited because it only costs 10 bucks, and you can put it on yourself, and you tell the people at the garage, okay, you need to do this and this because this car is old. Uh-huh. And they say, okay. Um, and then when you get there, and that part is broken in half. Anyway. You go and you tell the guy how disappointed you are, and he just looks at you like with a crooked eyeball. and Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. This is the worst episode of Kirby with these guys I've ever <laughs> it, seen. Yeah, it, it did. It, especially, like, I wish that I could later show the conversation I had where I just thought, I have to actually say something about this because I'm so frustrated right now. So, you know, the the parking lot is yeah. almost half a block from the entrance. Yeah. So I walked all that way with a big smile on my face because usually it costs like $2,000 to get this yeah. fucking thing inspected. Yeah. It's 22 Where? years old. Yeah. So this time it was like thirty three bucks. I was like, dude, um, plus the ten dollars. So I had to walk all the way back there and then having this conversation with the dude just looking at you like, uh huh, huh. I don't know, uh huh. Like, okay, whatever. So who cares? That story was too long. Um, <laughs> no. The only other thing I have in my whack list is uh, working for a living forty to forty five hours a week. It sucks. Yo, so, one one hundred percent. You know. Sorry. One hundred percent. I'm in the same space. I that's what I'm feeling lately. Is that like, why is working a thing? Yeah, I don't. And that I think that leads to my ultimate plan that money is actually the worst thing. Mm-hmm. I like spending I it. Just trade away for think, other shit. Like, that's what I do too. But you know what? If it weren't there, you could just trade shit for shit. You know, everybody poops. <laughs> uh, on track, uh, mostly movie stuff that I watched over the last week. Um, movie i was watching one of the criterion mid-60s called mafioso i think alberto latuada um this is important just so people know that i watched other movies besides (laughs) fucking yeah right um (laughs) was watching it it's like uh, i don't know if it qualifies as neorealist or not it's like light drama and as i'm watching i'm thinking man this reminds me of another movie probably by the same guy let me try to let me distract myself from watching this movie by trying to figure it out couldn't until I got to three quarters of the way through the movie and turned out that was the movie. Wow. But <laughs> it's great. Really great. Right. Uh, anyway, super movie. Um, guy goes back to his hometown in Sicily and it's got a lot of the mob stuff, mafia stuff that Scorsese uses later that really doesn't hit the United States till later. Awesome movie, awesome twist. Highly sure. recommended. Um, you were never really here. Still haven't seen see that. Fucking, um, Dude. That is without a doubt. <sighs> Top five for the year so far. So Top five good for the year. Yeah. So good. Okay. Unbelievable. So good. I Definitely. think the only one, and criminally, the only other one I've heard that I've seen is uh, Kevin. Oh, we, we need have to, to talk, talk about, about Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. What other? What are? What? I don't know. What are her other movies? I don't know. Um, Ratcatcher. Um, oh, Ratcatcher. Morvern Collar. I never saw. Oh, Morvern Collar is yeah. one of my. Favorites. She makes a movie like every ten years. So yeah. or like you know what I mean? You forget. Yeah. Uh, but that movie was killer. And uh, then the first of the uh, Charles Bronson, Michael Winner films, I think it's the first one called Chateau's Land, 
where they call Charles Bronson yeah, yeah. Breed a lot, which is pretty Ooh. entertaining because he's right. a fucking half breed. And uh, it is so brutal. Yeah. It's like the Wild Bunch meets Death Wish. Right. Really that's, awesome. That sounds good. Highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, into that. Really good. And um, I'm about 90 plus pages into writing an unofficial third volume of the Psychotronic Video Guide. Yeah. Wow. 90 big tabloid size pages. That's Capsule awesome. reviews. No, like, no educational elements. But I just went through all of the, I went through the other two editions and am only repeating stuff that I figured that they failed on. So there's stuff like maybe science crazy, for example, might be that they failed on it because they mentioned something that is in no way representative of how dangerous the movie really is. Yeah. So um, that's that. Cool. That's a great. That's a good list, that's man. A great list. Awesome. Liam. Oh, you always want to go last because your list is so fucking It's definitely, long. I mean, dude, I, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. Every time, no, 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 no. Every time we do goddamn whacking on track, it's always like, Josh has this exciting life and Liam is a boring dad. <laughs> but I want you guys to keep in mind that we get invited to free screenings. And the people who go to those screenings are Josh uh-huh. and John Wren. No yeah. one else involved in the entire Cinepunks community, which is at this point almost 30 people. <laughs> yeah. No one else goes to those screenings. Well, Just what? you two go to those screenings. Yeah, but you know what? So, who offered them? And then no, everybody wants to go see movies. And then I put that shit out there. And then no, 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 no. no, 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 no that's that. not the point. That's not, no, I'm not, uh, it I, is a point, though. No, it's not the point. You're making it seem as though I'm taking an unfair advantage of the screener list. No, all, all, I'm, all, I'm, saying is, all I'm saying is, is that when people are like, oh, Josh gets to do all the exciting shit. Well, yeah, because he gets to go to free movies. I don't get to go free movies. Between not having money and having a goddamn baby, movies are hard to come by, all right? It's nothing against Maeve. She's a beautiful, beautiful angel child. But it's like it's hard to get to the movies. So that being said, don't judge me because my whacking on track is so short because people have, and fuck you. So, Josh. So, go. Uh, okay, um, here's what I do. No, 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 no I'm going to go. Oh, okay. I, I just I wanted to yell. I just that. wanted to yell at you. Boy, want to go last, you know? Because no, you know. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, you do. You will have a million things by the time it's you're true. done. I won't remember what I did. Yeah, you're gonna feel weird, <laughs> but you're awesome. gonna want to talk about this one. Okay, it's the only thing I've done really. Right. So a little movie called "Sorry to Bother You." Ooh, excited about this so one. Good. So, I just need to say, uh, you know, you know this, right? Sometimes when I am actually excited about a movie. Then I interact with people about it, and I realize that some people are just as excited as I am, and mm-hmm. some people are, like, skeptical. Mm-hmm. Skeptical? And it's easier for me, and I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode. We were talking about how hard it is for people to make a stand. Right. To make a claim. Yeah. I think sometimes I, get, I limit myself mm-hmm. because I don't want to make a claim that makes someone else feel bad. Right. Mm. Because they don't vibe with it. It's not about the fact that we disagree. Like I said, I put out there that I think Caddyshack's not that great. That's whatever. But like in the case of a movie like this, there's a small part of me that's like, I don't want to say this movie is fucking amazing or this movie's fucking trash too hard. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, oh, fuck, that's not, oh, man. Like, yeah. I, you know, there's a part of me that feels weird about that. So I want to be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. But that's not really true. In reality, I cannot wait to see this movie again. Awesome. Yeah. That's how much I like the movie. Now, does all of it work necessarily? Sure. I think it's a little... I won't say overstuffed because literally Boots Riley on Twitter went on this rant of like, the movie's not overstuffed. 
I put everything I wanted to in the movie. If you think it's too much stuff, that's fine. We can disagree. Yeah. But it's not like I just desperately shoved a bunch of shit in the movie. I knew what I was doing. Right. Uh, so I don't want to say that. But I will say that for me, it's a little busy. And I get why people are like, it's a little busy. Mm-hmm. But I fucking love I love. I found it hilarious. Yeah. I found it moving. I found it fucking psychotically weird. And that the big final act turn. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I knew, I knew for a fact that weird shit happened in the third act. Right. And when it happens, I was like, nope, didn't see, <laughs> didn't that was see not, that coming. I, I knew something fucking was going to happen. Isaac? No, no. Oh, man. I just think, so all those things, and then, you know, I know that the movie's not a perfect, like, sort of political allegory. That's not what he's going for. Yeah. I mean, I think even when he was just in the coup, Boots Riley's been very clear, like, art is for art, mm-hmm. and organization is for changing the world. Yeah, and like art can help you do things, but it can't do in and fix. of itself yeah. change the world. Like right. the the world will change because you got organized and you built a coalition, not right. because the coup put out a good album. You right. know, so I don't think the movie's meant to be a perfect political document. Right. That I being agree. said, I found the politics very interesting and engaging, and it made me think. Like, mm. there's all that there. The only thing I will say that is negative enough that. I'm thinking it without listening to other people's criticisms. Mm-hmm. When the movie ended, I felt like I wish there was more for Tessa Thompson to do. Yeah. Like, I like her character, but I think there's a way... You know, the movie does a lot with class and race. Mm-hmm. Very successfully, I think. And she's sort of the sex-gender conversation is what her character kind of brings in. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't think there's enough there about how class and race affect the ways that we think about gender and sexuality okay i just don't think it's there and 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 again it's a weird it's a weird exclusion in terms of how much is addressed in that movie and then how nascent that actual part of the movie is right and how like that is like a major moving part of the movie and yet it's devoid of all the context that the movie sets up and i think it's partly because her character doesn't isn't given enough time to it's so much about the um what is his name stanfield it's so much about lakeith's character great the deuce yeah, I, love, I mean, I love him, but uh, it's so much about his character yeah. that it's hard for her character to find space to breathe and be her own person. Right. And so that's a limitation. Now, was it a limitation that I did enjoy the movie less? No, I fucking loved it. I loved every second yeah, of it. But afterwards, I was thinking like, man, I wish she had more. I wish there was more of her. Well, you know what, though? The, you know, we talk about point of view. Right. And there is this point when you're trying to make a movie and if you're wanting to be responsible quote unquote you're already in jeopardy of trampling your point of view right so then there's the element of is it responsible enough to include what you feel like is necessary to tell your story right but not try to stomp too heavily into areas that you're actually not familiar with yeah. I think that's fair. I just think that uh, I, I just think a little bit of fleshing out of her mm. character yeah. would have made me feel better about that aspect of the movie. Yeah. But it doesn't make the movie bad or anything like that. I think it's highly enjoyable. Mm. And like I, I think partly it was my screening experience. I saw it with a crowd of people who were not afraid to laugh. Cool. People fucking yeah. died watching this movie, like out loud awesome. screaming laughter. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. that helped me engage with the movie, even as I'm also thinking at an intellectual level about like, oh, that's interesting, or yeah, yeah. oh, this was, oh that was smart, you know. Or yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of I don't know if you found this. There's a lot of goofy shit in the movie. There is that does sure. not distract at all. No. It works. There's goofy shit in the background that is clearly like 
This is funny, right? <laughs> this shit's funny. And that worked for me. I it really definitely, loved it. To me, it felt like a collaboration between, like, you know, it had, like, a Joe Dorowski element to it. Interesting. Of, like, complete off-the-wall Just insanity. insanity. Yeah. Well, this it's and, the movie's so interesting to me because, again, I didn't see it, but I went recently on, a like, a Robert Downey Sr. mini right, binge. Right, And I had never seen Putney Swope, oh, and that was so among it. Good. So yeah. I'm watching that, and... Um, my friend uh, Renny Resmini from Starkweather, who's oh, yeah. a cinema Heard of him. expert, you know, great dude. yeah, great dude, was um, he sent me a message about something, and I said, "Oh no, I'm in the middle of watching, you know, Putney Swope. I've never seen it." And he was like, "Oh, you should. That would probably make a good double feature with Sorry to Bother You." And I'm like, "What is that?" And I start looking it up, and I'm, oh, "It's not even a movie that's out yet. This is crazy." Then saw it, I think, trailered before. Hereditary or something like that. And I was like, what in the world is this? Like, yes, I have not seen. Only only having just watched Putney Swope yeah. did that seem to make any sense. Right, right. As, as, a, as a movie. And I was yeah. so excited to see a movie that looked like that right. playing now, today, well, on a movie screen. But I think that's part of the thing is that like this movie, because of the moment we're in socially and politically, yeah. people are stoked. It seems like people are stoked to see it. And I think partly that's the get-out energy. Like, mm. this is a movie you need to see for the conversation. Mm. Reading what people have to say about the movie, I'm not so sure everyone is on board for what is basically an Oakland hip-hop, yeah. more political version of Putney Swope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is basically... I wouldn't even say it's Putney Swope. It's more like this weird, almost like a magical realism thing. Like, mm -hmm. Anyways, the point being... I don't know that everyone seeing the movie is ready for it, but I don't want to say that in a way. This is why I was anxious. Yeah. I don't want to suggest to many people who I really respect, who are like, it didn't work for me in various ways, that they didn't get it. Like, I hate being that guy. Yeah. Oh, you just didn't get it. I don't want to be yeah. that dude at all. Yeah. But some things I've read, and I won't point fingers or name names, but I've read a couple things where I'm like, ooh, I'm not sure you were ready for a movie this weird. Yeah. Because they wanted to just see like, some, oh, this is a cool political movie yeah, that or deals... Like a wacky comedy. I which, think people thought it was a comedy dealing with Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, race is a little bit not the point of this. Like, it's more a movie about class. Yeah, it's more a movie about class. And then it brings class. in race as part of the conversation about class. Right. To me, at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah while still sure. trying to be fucking funny. While still having Steven Yeun in there, my man. I love Steven <laughs> Yeun. Yeah. He's really good in this movie, He's too. crushing it in this movie, yeah. yeah. So good. So good. So... Okay, so that's my on track. I saw Sorry to Bother You. It was really great. I yeah. really appreciated it. Um, that's about it. I mean, I'm sure there's other things. Oh, I know there was something. There's two other things. One. Let's hang out. Oh, three other things. Right. Let me start with this. First, Castle Rock. I've been watching Castle Rock. Mm. You're it's into a, it. It's a TV show, so it could still go awry. Right. So I'm not going to straight up say Castle Rock's great, top to bottom. Is it right. a continuous story? It is a continuous story. Okay. It's not a. It's not, not a whatever. episodic or whatever. It's basically. I mean, the criticism has been. It's basically Stephen King fan fiction. Mm. Okay. These people Say are no fucking monsters, right? Because to me, it's so much more than that, uh -huh. and it is so engaging. Now, could it still go off the rails? Yeah, this is the problem with television, right? Yeah, like you never know. You, you never could all know. of a sudden have an iron fist on your hands and yeah, what the fuck. Well, iron fist is bad top to bottom, but right. I, I would say <laughs> when you have a season of television, yeah. You very easily could be on board for ten episodes, and then something yeah, happens in episode right. eleven and twelve where you go, "Fuck this show." Yeah. yeah. So is that still possible? Sure. But at this point, and I'm mostly caught up. I'm not quite there, but I'm mostly caught up. Mm -hmm. 
Shows fucking me up. Cool. Bill Skarsgård is menacing and weird. Bill great. Uh, the cast, I would say actually top to bottom, the cast is great. And it is very Stephen King-esque, but not in a winky... Pandering kind of way. No. Yeah. There are definitely little references, but it's more in the fact of like, these are people dealing with trauma haunted by their past. Well, right. see, you know what? The, there's a tradition that it's interesting. That we, we, I guess, refuse to remember that you had H.P. Lovecraft writing stories. Right. Not actually by himself totally. He had, and I think we all know people that could really explain the other figures, but August Derleth, whoever else. Sure. So then that actually, the waves in the pond, the ripples in the pond that that creates are many but far flung. And then to the to the end of life, people like Thomas Ligotti who are writing stories that are undeniably would not exist if it weren't for H.P. Lovecraft having done his thing. So, how many years is it that Stephen King is still writing stories? Right. So, yeah. of course, it's affected so many of us that have been interested in that. Right. right. It's got to go. So, obviously, Stranger Things, obviously, but Stranger Things wears its heart on its sleeve. Yeah. Castle Rock is obviously wearing its heart on its sleeve in a title. But fan fiction, eh, that, that's fine. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. No issue with it. Yeah. Right. It's, if it's good, it's, it's good. Entirely enjoyable. If a so remake's far. good, it's good. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's the other thing. It's like, if it's good, it's good. You just got to right. have that. Um, two other things, uh, real quick, and then we can, because I know you need probably like an hour for yours. <laughs> uh, the Serpent with Feet full length finally came out. Yeah. Uh, you love Serpent with Feet. I was a big fan of the EP. I've been yeah. a fan of the singles that have come out, including the music videos. Uh-huh. Full length is finally out. I'm also a fan. Totally on track. I love it. For those of you who don't know Serpent with Feet, um, uh, kind of a mix of Neo Soul with like Bjork-esque weirdness. Hmm. Uh, very, very theatrical music. Yeah, very, very much lots of vocal runs with weird sampling. My man is um, very open in his sexuality. His art is very, in, like his style is very interesting and um, combines a lot of weird elements. Uh, he has insane face tattoos. Uh, he's just piercings, he's like just, all the things. He's just his own person. Yeah, and I think the music is its own thing, and I don't know. There's a there's a sort of sadness to it. You know, there's a song where it's. I mean, it's basically a breakup song. Yeah. Right. But in the breakup song, he, you know, he literally says, "I want to be extravagant in my grief. What kind of what kind of uh, ex lover would I be if I didn't?" Uh, go overboard in my morning like it's just like everything is this next level and like that's just who he is i mean mm-hmm. he's walking to work in the morning and he grabs himself doing a vocal run he's like a little praise for your morning you know yeah what i love about him too is all of his descriptions of his music are black church based and he has a pentagram tattooed on his face <laughs> this is someone i can get down with right that he is like he is like look the church is my culture I'm very interested in Satan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that person, right. I think has something interesting to say, actually. Side note, also why I kind of like Zeal and Arter. Anyways, point being, um, record's good. And then finally, as you said, I went to Let's Hang Out, uh, right. an LVAC event. Um, it was a combination of music and wrestling. Uh, I actually didn't experience much <laughs> of the music because you were too busy it didn't wrestling. start till 10 p.m. Oh. It was all wrestling and then music. And... <laughs> 
no disrespect to Mannequin Pussy and Spirit of Beehive and Cheap Pop, but I just couldn't stay out that way. Couldn't hang. But the wrestling was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I forgot <laughs> how funny and ridiculous wrestling yeah. can be. Yeah. Uh, and in this particular one, the first match, there were a couple of uh, wrestlers mm. whose gimmicks are ridiculous. There's a wrestler whose gimmick is that he's a skinny nerd. Yeah. He basically runs away from his opponents. And if he gets Great. anything in, it's like a mistake. It's like literally slapstick. <laughs> There's a dude who's just like, his whole thing is a big asshole. He comes in, he has a belt, a fake belt he made himself that he is the champion of life. Perfect. He's a dude who I know, you know, his, you know, kayfabe. I know yeah. that he's familiar with the punk scene. He visually looks like a real estate agent, like a giant fucking real estate agent. But I know he knows about punk, so he comes in. His whole gimmick, he's yelling jokes about filthy crust punks. Oh, you! F- who let these filthy, smelly crust? Did you guys just get off a train to get it? Like That's his great. heel thing is because he knows the crowd, right. but he fucking looks like he's you know pounding a sixer at a fucking football game. Is you know whatever. So, anyways, uh, there's a guy who's his gimmick is he's a vegan alien. You know what I mean? Like all this shit. It was fun. It was ridiculous. I'm not a big wrestling person, but I feel like most of the crowd wasn't big wrestling. People, was it fake? And they had fun. You know what? As far I, as I can I, tell, word it was real. On and off the street is wrestling's fake. No, I think it was real. Who are you hanging out with? Isaac? There were so many. No al- one. There were so many <laughs> aliens there that I knew it had to be real. Had to be real. <laughs> totally had to be real. Uh, and then I had a really funny whack, but I don't remember what it was. So let's just let it go. No whacks right, for me. Seems good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I good. need to write notes. My whack is that I had all these ideas that I was going to write down, so I have them, and I forgot to write them down. Mm, mm, mm. You. How about you, man? Let's talk about all the movies you've seen. And all right. How cool uh, so, you are. in in my awesome life, um, <laughs> whack. Um, I don't really have too much for whack this week. I will say on track though. I, dude, sorry to bother you. I saw, and as we talked about it, I loved it. But I also got to see Black Klansman, and the two of these movies together in 2018 are fucking insane. There is no more level that you can pass. That's like that's over the top. That's weird. Wow. These well, that, movies. I liked. It. I like the sound of what you're saying. Oh man, Black Klansman. Would you like? You give it a thumbs up. Oh my god, I don't have enough thumbs. Wow. And that's the thing. So I don't know what your history with Spike Lee is. For me, I haven't really paid attention for like a long time, and I was really put off by the the old boy thing and all that other stuff. This movie is what happens when you have an artist at heart that gets angry. Mm. And the anchor mm. reawakens that art. And it's produced by Jordan Peele. Um, it stars uh, Denzel Washington's son is in it. Okay. Like He's the main like yeah. dude. Yo, this movie is brutal. It doesn't pull any punches. Tessa Thompson's in it. She's having a very good year. But wow. dude, this movie, it, it, it's one of those things where it doesn't really pay so much attention to like a character arc or like this kind of thing. It's like very like this really happened. This shit is from a book of a dude that did these things. But when it, it comes to a point where Spike Lee brings it back at the end in like the last like ten minutes of the movie, sure, that you're like, holy shit, this shit is fucking genius. It's it's both a celebration of of black culture, but also a, a, a indictment of the political systems. Of course, like I I feel like these things are obvious, but it does it in such a way that it's like not obvious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any words to truly describe like how the feeling of watching this movie is. I will say though that it's one of those movies that, dude, it it's intense. It's an intense cinematic experience. Like 
And it's not one of those things that are be held to the theater that you see it in or like, you know, the crowd that you see it with. We got to see it with a press screener, so there was like no gofobo. It was like, you know, just press at the at the screening. And the feeling was it was very, very vibrant art. Interesting. And that to me is I mean, you know, was, with, do you, do you feel like it was something that was vaguely more watchable than Chirac. Uh, I haven't seen Chirac. Okay. Again, never. I haven't paid don't ever. I'll okay, don't pay. ever. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It's that's that's one of the reasons why is you know I almost got to go and we were going to talk about Liam how you weren't there. Yeah. Because you're you know doing whatever. But remembering. Because I had a weird feeling. I had like an irritation. Right. When you were talking about, oh, Black Klansman. And yeah. I just also, in my head all day, all I could say at work, in my mind was Black Klans, comma, man. Yeah. It just kept going in my head. Chirac. I remembered it. And was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Wow. I can't. I don't think I can do it. Dude, this movie you have to see. Cool. I mean, if this is the kind of thing that you like. if I thought that with the epoch of... of right-wing government with that coming into office i thought that the protest would be in punk rock i thought that this would be a mm. new protest song and it's not movies is Good. the most pregnant of political unrest and the most artistic of of uh of pointed fingers and these two movies seeing both of these in in like past couple weeks that shit has been amazing cool as a person who is here for it i love that shit so, so yeah. So that was on point or I mean, on track. I mean, it is crazy that "Sorry to Bother You" exists. It really that, that, is, and that, so is that. Black Klansman. And that's the thing: there is no. Well, but Black Klansman. Here's what I'll say about that. Even though I'm sure it is as crazy as you're saying, right? Spike Lee has a record. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, maybe that record's not so good. So I'm surprised they let him do what he wants to do. But he, you can at least say, like, I'm Spike Lee. Yeah. Boots Riley ain't <laughs> never made MC. no movie before. Yeah. And <laughs> they, and if anyone was like. Well, do you think this guy? There's any clips of this guy that might come back and bite us in the ass? I mean, he's on TV all the time, being like, uh, "I'm a commie." I mean, you yeah. saw the clip of him with uh, what's her name from um, Democracy Now, whatever, whatever. She's like, "You're an activist, an anti-capitalist, like all these things," and and she stops and he goes, "Communist," <laughs> <laughs> because she wants to say everything to describe him, but that because yeah, in yeah. 2018 yeah. under like, Trump. You don't yeah. say the word communist like that's yeah, like unless you want to usher in the new God. era of McCarthyism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, my yeah, man's yeah. just like, no, I mean that's that's what it is. That's who I am. Yeah. And then and then shortly after the movie comes out, the clip with him on fucking uh, politically incorrect with Bill Maher, where Bill Maher's fucking yelling at him. That came out. <laughs> like, how did this guy get a movie made? Yeah. With all these famous people, that's like not hugely distributed, but it's not it's not limited anymore. It's you know, somewhat wide. Mm-hmm. That's that's unbelievable. But I think yeah. it is this climate that people are like, mm, no, yeah, we're going to do yeah, this. This, this is, is going to have an audience. This is the art that the world demands at this point in time. And it's crazy. It's fucking great. Cool. So that's all I got. That's it. That was everything. Yeah, that's all I got. Don't you feel stupid now? I do. I Boom! really thought you were going to have. A What's up, Liam? <laughs> dumb dumb. I am Sorry. a dumb dumb. Taste I'm that. So that's dumb. crow. Oh, that's crow in your mouth. And yeah. And guess what? I'm going to pull a Josh and say I got another thing. Oh, okay. What's your other thing? Which I'm totally fine with because I'm totally cool. Hey y'all! <laughs> Thank you to everyone <laughs> who's been coming out to the uh, Shaw Brothers screenings. Oh yeah. At uh, Frank Banco Alehouse, they've all been really good. And then recently, Crippled Adventures was really great. 
A few people came up and talked to me at it. People who listened to the show. Granted, not everyone. I don't think everyone who comes to screenings listens to the show. In fact, I think some people don't. <laughs> I'm like, un- oh, don't- a t-shirt company is putting on a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that they understand <laughs> who I am or why I'm introducing it. Like, I think right. that's true. But a few people do, and I really appreciate that. And people had very nice things to say about the show. And thank you. Like, if you're that's someone awesome. who this show somehow helps you get through your day, this podcast or the other podcast on the network help you get through your day. That makes us happy. Like that's what yeah, I want. That's, that's what I want. That's that's now, the beauty. Now, do I think you should convince your rich uncle to give us money? Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Oh, of course, but of course. it's good. But it's good Boys enough that you them. like the show. Um, <laughs> oh, and, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Okay, we'll get there. Right. And I just want to remind everyone to come to Thirty Six Chambers in August. We'll have shirts from Crippled Avenger. We'll have shirts for Thirty Six Chambers. So sick. It'll be great. And big up to Justin Miller, Haunt Love for doing the designs for the shirts. Love that guy. And Man. to David Kresge for doing the designs for the flyers. Nice. Okay, go ahead. What's your other? Oh, uh, my new band, Aspect Ratio, a movie just oh, about. Yeah. It's a a band that is only about movies. I like it's that. me and my friend Carly. It's a duo, not a two piece, because that makes me think of chicken. But um, it is mm. a duo of drums and guitar, and, and both of us are singing, and all the songs are only about movies, and that's it. So we had our first two shows this weekend. They went successfully, thanks to the Sound Hole and to uh, Warehouse Three in Swarthmore for having us, and um, I'm pretty excited about this band. So, Perfect. You know, that's the thing. On track. Way on track. All right. So that's it. When we come back after the break, we will be discussing movies that are bad. I'm making air quotes. with <laughs> Science crazed. <laughs> Science crazed and. Tales, Tales from the, the Quad Ed Zone. The Quad Ed Zone. After the break. <sighs> okay, bye. Stuck on this. Oh, 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 oh. We're back. Hmm. 
Mm. We're uh, pretty excited you brought this to us, especially because our latest episode was Bergman. Yeah, and then mm, before perfect. that, we talked about Fassbender, so it's like, yeah. yo, man, Very intellectual. let's bring it down, son. Yeah. Let's put it, it back in the streets well, for the you people. Know, what yeah. happens is if you go out to eat in an expensive restaurant, yeah. and then that was so good, next weekend, expensive restaurant, and then guess what? McDonald's. It's burger time, like, baby. You can't... I, 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 <laughs> A McDonald's trash can. Let's say. I was, I was gonna say I, what, this feels more like a hot dog stand on the side of a highway, which that's by been the way, closed for ten years. Is more by speed than McDonald's, <laughs> anyway. So um, this is the halal card of my cinema discussion. Yeah, that's actually into it, into it. So, but anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about. Let's let's start with. Well, first, let's say we're talking about, like we said, we're talking about Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, and we're talking about Science Craze, two movies that Isaac has picked. Yeah. For our, and you, what was your experience with these movies prior to this? So, um, this is... I haven't really mentioned him a whole lot on this particular podcast, but let me big up my man Doug Tilly, my co-host for Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. Mm-hmm. He has another podcast he's been doing for a long time called No Budget Nightmares. Right. And through that podcast, he has become basically an expert on no-budget horror movies. Um, They've covered some not-horror movies, but mostly horror. Mm -hmm. And he's seen things that no one else in the world has seen. Just just (laughs) crazy shit. And he has been such an advocate for science crazed. Again, not because he necessarily thinks it's quality filmmaking, but he thinks it's such a unique experience. Yeah. And he's Canadian, so there's a certain... So, nationalist. Yeah, all bets are really off at that point. (laughs) Um, No, but he's really talked about it and really encouraged people, like, see it. See it. Right. And see what is going on with this crazy-ass movie. Yeah. So, um, I was pretty excited when Isaac was like, I want to talk about these movies. I mean, I also like that you just straight up called them bad movies. I "I want to talk about (laughs) these bad movies. Here's some options. And Science Craze, I immediately jumped on because I'm like... Oh, Doug talks about this all the time. Right. I should not have been surprised that when I talked to Doug about Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, he's like, oh, yeah, I know that one, too. Like, that, yeah. there's basically no movie we could have said where he would be like, oh, not, Never only, heard of it. not yeah. only have I seen that, I have a copy. Yeah. You need a copy of this movie. <laughs> so, uh, big respect to Doug, because I, I, I understand that desire and that... Um, that he finds a lot of inspiration in watching these kinds of movies, sort of like mm-hmm. what we were talking about in the intro to this episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that these are not... I kind of got at this a little bit on Twitter for, for people who follow me, so I, I might be retraining myself, but to me there's something different about you had all the money and resources in the world, and you put this fucking bullshit out there, right? and this thing sucks, or no one understands how over whatever period... 10 years in some cases mm. you were able to get your act together to make a movie yeah you know, like Dangerous Men yeah like what in the dangerous world Dangerous Men yeah, ten, you watched ten years. Dangerous Men no. oh my god your brain will fall off it's 10 <laughs> years of shit that they cobble together that somehow is utterly entertaining even as it's it doesn't make any sense it's just crazy yeah um, that there are these stories you gotta watch it Action packed. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even like a Miami Connection, which is a very right. yeah, yeah. project. But that Raw to me, force. to me, that's at another level than you know, obviously mm. Science Craze. But yeah. the idea that like with the advent was Science Craze a video? Yeah, shot a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with VHS, I mean, in the seventies, you got a lot of people making independent films, still shooting on film, whatever. But VHS really democratized it in a way, yeah, for sure. But still took effort whereas now as we were sort of discussing like we could just go with an iPhone outside yeah. and in two hours we'll have a short that we could in high definition 
in yeah. fucking HD. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it makes it harder, I think, now for us to appreciate the fucking blood that went into a movie like Science Crazed, yeah. even though I'm kind of like, God, parts of this are so painful. So I wanted to, to find out a little bit from you. Well, actually, let's do it this way. I would like to hear a little bit from Isaac specifically what you want to say about why science crazed uh, per se. And then I want to hear Josh from you a little bit because like you, this is a new thing for you. Completely new. No I mean, again, movies. my, my, my previous experience with this type of like analogous budget type movie was the Lancella moron movies, right. which, right. Uh, you know, we talked about with, or we went to the thing with Perry Shaw when he was presenting the Warren movies at the Phil Mocha. You went. I didn't get to go. Oh shit! And we were yeah. supposed to have him on to talk about it. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. it still hasn't worked out. Right, Perry, Washed come on away. to talk about Warren movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, where, whereas those were funny and intended to be funny, this was yeah. not intended at all to be funny. Well, let me let me say this while I was watching it, and uh, so I've only watched it twice now, and I didn't watch it twice in a row because I don't have the Death Wish. <laughs> the I'm looking at stuff on my phone, like trying to see if there's other connections that I should be aware of. And someone made the description on IMDb, the plot, subgenre, keywords, or whatever it was, horror, comedy. So when I bought the disc, sure. I'm not thinking comedy. No, I, and not I, at all. I bought it at the same time. I think Videonomicon also put out Ryan's Babe at the same time, which is another is Canadian... Ryan's? It's a missed adventure that happened. It's like a, a movie about a dude who has a fight with his girlfriend and decides he needs to take it on the road, learn about being a Canadian man in the year 2000, I think, and gets into these misadventures, none of which is really interesting, but all of which happen on screen. And it's like a movie that the Coen brothers, it's like the Coen brothers are going down the street and they they got a script that's complete. Yeah. And they're like, we got this finished script. And it just accidentally flies out the window in Canada. <laughs> and some kid picks it up and says, oh, cool. I'm going to make this into a movie. So no nuance, no anything, except for some people going on an adventure. Entertaining, yes. Enjoyable, yes. Heartwarming, vaguely. So the, the, here's these two movies. A comedy, not really. Science Crazy, you look at it, you think, I don't even know what this is. First of all, the cover is like, colored like sherbet that's not it's scary cra- it's crazy yeah like that's not scary it looks no. like a, a guy is like about to charge me out of a darkened locker room that's is scary but sherbet so when as soon as the word comedy popped up then there's scenes like the pool party scene right okay Holy where shit. there's things going on in there that i think okay i, I don't know why those two girls are talking in their bathing suits wearing high heels no it's reason interesting choice if it's a choice but then some of the comments that are dubbed over the people's voices are like wait a second there's no way that someone thought here's a serious comment that this guy is going to make at this bandaged nightmare that just walked in the room so is it funny and if it's funny is does that miss the mark even further I have no idea. I actually do, I what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. I while I was watching it, I was thinking, I think this movie is more self-aware than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily make it better or easier to watch per se, but I do think this is you know, and as I said, you know, f- 
fellow cinepunker and friend of this podcast, Adriana, refer to it as like outsider art. Yeah, it's well, and so, and to that to that point, <clears throat> there's the way that things happen in it are, I think we would all agree, punishing. Oh my they're, gosh, they're, yeah. they're punishing to the extent that uh, subsequent viewings are... Okay, so first of all, so this is your first time seeing it, both first of you, time. right? Yeah, okay. first time. So you probably had the same feelings that I did throughout most of it, which is, Jesus, God, death, what is happening here? In the scene after the aerobic scene, I think, there's yes. um, a shot, like the camera spins around this girl with short blonde hair yeah. while she's moving her lips and we can't hear it. And, yeah. there's and no it just words. keeps, it keeps <laughs> spinning around her and spinning around her and there's like one light yeah, and then and it, it's, inter- so weird it's in intercut with this like shot of these two feet wearing work boots trudging along with like a weird gimp out leg. Yeah. And the music feels like a song that any industrial band from the mid to late 80s threw away. Yeah, it was like, this is not... Also along the side of the road in Canada (laughs) with that Coen Brothers script. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And yet, it keeps going on. The aerobics scene is another one. So I understand it's 80s, like there's aerobics movies, that's a thing, that's interesting, aerobics videos might be interesting, or a thing. This aerobics scene goes on forever. Dude, it literally went on for like, the movie is 83 minutes long. The it was aerobics, like 10 minutes long, I think. The aerobic scene is like 90,000 minutes long, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. I was definitely watching it and being like, yo, fuck you, Isaac. And, and, and as, we talked, <laughs> as we talked about it briefly before the show, it's the same shot yeah. of, the, of these women getting working out. <laughs> and then the same shot of the guy's feet in the hallway, in the same hallway, same shot. Yeah. Same shot, back and forth, back and forth. And then after we've done that for an hour and a half... It's we introduce <laughs> other shots of the exercise routine. This is what I'm saying. This is but, but, but right. So this drives first, me the, crazy. So only because like I get it. Like if you're making a movie on the cheap, sometimes uh-huh. you recycle shots. You pad, right? yeah, you pad out. You pad it out. That's what I thought was happening. But then it changes, and I'm like, it didn't stop did happening. Yeah, right. Why did it change? <laughs> I thought we had, were padding. But yeah. you can't show me the same shot. Literally, I believe, no joke, eight times. Yeah, you cut to it eight times, and then. They change their movement as if this is moving the movie along. We're moving the plot along yeah. when they start bending down. That's move the. Dude, sh- or how about how long the hallway is? It this gimpy like uh, un- dude, unbelievably it's like, long. It's like the runway in Fast and the Furious Seven. Yeah. So the other thing, like perspective wise, again in terms of the self, you talking about self aware, yeah. is the the police guy who's the right. only policeman on duty right. that weekend because. It's the weekend, okay? Sure. Is reachable at the video pit. Yeah. Which is a video <laughs> store. Yeah, he's in the video and pit. And he's wearing a hat. The, the kids ah. call the police, and it rings at the video pit. So right. that's, obviously, that's got to be a joke. That's, I, I have yes, to I be right. Like, yes. yes. And then the cop is so weird that that also his, like, he's playing with his gun a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like pointing it at the kid who called the police and saying, like, here's what we're going to do later on. He's getting wild with that gun. I mean, that's like plan nine shit. Literally, right. that is plan nine stuff. Right. But on the first time that you're what? Like, yeah. You're, you're too busy being assaulted 
to sort through it. So, like, I'm not even willing to say. Plus, IMDb. No offense, IMDb, but whatever. Who knows? Point, who knows? Like, who, who knows who did that? Yeah. Somebody, you know, accidentally saw the sherbet cover and thought it was a comedy. <laughs> Is it? But it could be an issue of like. We don't speak Canadian. No, 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 no. It, it's like it's like let's say you it's you went to see a stand-up comedian, uh huh, and the stand-up comedian's so-so. There's some jokes. The jokes kind of land. Yeah. The stand-up comedian also has a seeping head wound, <laughs> and it's really hard for you to hear the jokes, even though some of them are funny. Yeah, because you're just focused on the on wound. Seeping head wound. Yeah. <laughs> I think with this film, I think the film is supposed to be like an '80s style, like. It's the sort of horror, it's a horror comedy the way that um uh like a hen and water movie. It's like it's like a fucking right, Frankenhooker right. style yeah. horror movie only it's also so insane that it's hard for the jokes to land because I'm not paying it like that's yeah. Yeah. that is actually a funny if we were making a movie and you were like the cops in the video store. I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah. But like it's hard for that joke to land because you're watching this movie going what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. No, I was going to say, Neil, I was going to say Neil Hamburger. Yeah. It's so off-putting when Neil Hamburger is funny. Right. The whole joke with Neil Hamburger is that he's not fucking funny. Mm, he's just yeah. going to drop the glasses. He's going to make snot noises. And it's actually, the, the joke works less when he tells a joke that's actually yeah. funny. And you're like, Oh, that was funny. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> in this, in this See, way, the, 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 this movie a little bit, like some of the things you're describing, I, I actually do think there are comedic elements. Maybe it's not a comedy, but it's like a funny horror movie. But part of me is just so fascinated by the weird shit yeah. that it's hard for me to appreciate like, yeah. oh, that joke, that's kind of cool that that, you know, like, well, See, that's the thing. It really frustrates me, though, the, the trope of like, oh, it's so bad, it's funny. I really right. no, yeah, like I said, that. like yeah. I said, yeah. it's it's uncomfortable and to me because entertaining, like tasty, right? Chicken nuggets, tasty. Steak tartare, tasty. Did you put them on the same plate together? Probably not. Yeah, they're both tasty. You eat, you might eat them both. <laughs> so yeah, saying yeah. one is chicken nuggets, one is something fancy. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I so really bad it's that. good is tough. I really fucking hate it. It. Yeah, it reminds me of. I don't know time, if I hate it. I don't know if I hate it. Me and Isaac were at a movie uh, at an Exune screening one time. Yeah, and uh, I think I might have brought this up to you recently, where like something happened, like a guy jump kicks out of a window and like fucking dies, and everyone starts cracking up. We're like, "Yo, this dude just fucking died! Like, right. this isn't funny." Right. And and that is the shit to me that like a movie like Science Craze I feel is teetering on the weird edge of where it's like honest enough that they legitimately were trying. Yeah. But then people be like, Duh. well, and 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 they, the I guess the thing that makes me uncomfortable about science crazed, m- going from that mm. is that it is so fucking abusive that, and and for people listening, let's be clear, we're not talking about like it's misogynist. We're not talking about uh, awful people. We're not talking about awful behavior. Yeah, we're talking about like you are watching the movie and you're being abused. Yeah. The sound of the guy Holy every time you shit. see him, <laughs> n- like non-ending that it sound. Is. Imagine the opposite of ASMR. 
Like imagine like the exact polar opposite of sounds that would make you feel a positive way. Right. This is like it's they literally found a sound that universally will make you want to die. And actually, not on purpose. My girlfriend's in in the kitchen and she pokes her head in to hear what I'm watching, and I feel like she probably thought I was watching like Godzilla being annihilated by every bomber. Right. In the world. And then she looked and she saw what's going on. She goes, whoa, that is not what I was expecting to see. Right. Yeah. Which you could say a preview watch at any point. I mean, yeah. I watched the whole yeah. movie at every moment. I'm like, that's not right. what I Exactly. Not right. a thing right. I was counting on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. here's my thing. I get the uncomfortable. Okay. I've had the same experience of people ironically laughing at something that you doesn't make sense. So, yeah. like, go to a screening of Total Recall. There's some fucking jag off laughing through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look. If you don't like Total Recall, that's fine. But let's not pretend it's fucking National Lampoon's holiday vacation. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. On the other hand, how do I process a movie like Jim Cotta? <laughs> Jim Cotta is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And no one who was on the set of Jim Cotta was like, hey, guys. We're doing a thing. This is we're so killing funny. It. This is like <laughs> right, a fucking right. funny thing we're doing. Yeah. They didn't make a comedy. They made no, a serious-ass serious movie. action movie. Yeah. And that shit is hilarious. And well, so, so it's hard for me because I, I do think there is such a thing as a phenomena of so ridiculous. Let's not even call it that. But so ridiculous that it's funny unintentionally. I think that's mm-hmm. real. But in order to get there, in order to know that, you have to actually put away your ironic detachment. Right. Like, Jim Cotta isn't funny because I'm too cool to like an action yeah. movie. Right. That's not what that's about at all. No. And that's, no, no, no. I think that's my problem. My problem with So Bad It's Good, quote unquote, is this detachment that's all about I'm better than things. Right. And well, it's I the enjoy point. The it's things it's I'm the way than. that the weapon is pointed, right? Like, right. That, the, the meanness is what the issue is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you used the word detachment and. I think that's key for me, and that's kind of the, my whole thing with movies like this and being fascinated by them is, first of all, I'm out of my mind when it comes to this. But right. engagement is what you're actually supposed to be doing. And so you're talking about Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I realized I actually had seen a trailer for it later after mm-hmm. watching it. I was like, oh, I did. Otherwise, didn't go for a trailer. Heard enough people mentioning it on different, like... I, like week after week, listen to like the Shockwaves podcast. Each person would see it, and the next person would see it. And right. Kind of like, well, we don't, we can't talk about it too much. But do we like it or not? And so it's like, all right, so yeah, I got to go to see this in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that worked. And then I engaged. I had no idea. I had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah. I just knew there was going to be this drama that got really dark. Quiet place. Engaged. I went in mm-hmm. and I said, I'm paying for this movie. To entertain me. And I'm going to sit down and say, let the story hit me. Let's see what it is. After, after watching that, I have to say that I don't know repeat viewings for me are going to hold up because it felt mm-hmm. like it relied on something, a few tenable things that aren't going to work again. Yeah. But, but the first time. But the first time, great. Everything yeah. was great. And then talking to people who didn't like it, it really had a lot to do with, I feel like, refusal to engage. Mm. So, I'm I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm hoping. Well, you refuse to engage. Yeah, you know right. what's it like refusing to engage? It's pretty yeah. good, actually. <laughs> cool. good That's good. But so, but either way, yeah. again, it's still his opinion and your experience of what you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that like 
what you're describing then also of unintentionally funny, I think that the definition of camp actually right. is failed seriousness. Right. Huh. So it's not, let's be really goofy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, we're going to like do a we, thing. I, we're, I'm committed to this, but yeah. I, I can't, I'm not achieving it. Mm-hmm. So then it's entertaining to us in a different way than you intended it because you're not achieving it. And the only way we know you're not achieving it is because we're there. I'm watching it. I'm with it. I'm engaging in we're what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would definitely discourage people from watching a movie like Science Crazed in order to get something funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get, like, I actually kind of like the idea of, like, uh, we're going to show a series of movies that are difficult to get through and see if you can get through them and whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But I do think, like, if folks are like, I'm looking for the next, like, so bad, it's a good thing, whatever, I'm going to put on science. Just go away. Just yeah. don't, this is, it's not even worth your time, honestly. Like, I just don't think that sort of engagement isn't going to give anything. The fact that we were watching it just like, let's see what this thing is, like, mm. that for me is much more beneficial and much more productive. Yeah, it allows me to really think about it yeah. in a way, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not an easy. No. <laughs> it was a hard style. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,. I noticed we haven't actually said anything about the plot of the movie. <laughs> well, dude, right. but, and here's one reason. Science experiment gone wrong. Watching yeah. this the second time, yeah, I have to say that I thought, wow, you could do a fan edit of this movie that would be about 15 minutes long. Yeah. Right. And the whole thing. And you would, and you would yeah. ha- it would be fast-paced. Things would happen. Right. The actual, actual things would happen in front of you on screen. Right. With sudden ferocity. Yeah. Not never happening on screen. Yeah. <sighs> The doctor wearing the sunglasses at the beginning. What was that about? Cool. He was cool. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I mean, our monster is just a construction worker with a bandage on his head. Basically, Dude, how about the yeah. weird and sometimes scene? one fake ear? Yeah, that's there's true. a sometimes scene in the movie when the one lady right before he like kills her, she's like rubbing his chest. Yeah, yes. so there's there's that was some shit. I, I honestly weird. think that that moment is part of my case that there's comedic elements, like the fact yeah. that. One of the people he encounters is not horrified, but in- insanely turned on, and then his response is to hug her to death. Yeah, is there's something humorous about that? It's not right, right, right. It's not, again, you don't think that they were like ah, uh, and then he hugs her to death. It's right. not like a Either. it's not like a fucking joke joke. Yeah, but is it like goofy and fun? I think it's meant to be. I think it's right. meant to be fun that moment. Um, it be all we hope so because like many of the moments, it goes on. Really long, so long, and Jesus and over Christ. sometimes they. So we talked about padding. You know, like padding is. Roger Corman has right. a sixty-five minute movie, and it's got to be seventy-two minutes. And so they say, let's go out and film driving. Yeah, right. we can put that anywhere in the movie. Yeah, that's padding, right. and you probably don't even feel it. No. Or let's run the credits a little bit slower. Yeah, or even getting into the more low end Corman. Recycling explosions from other movies. Yeah, sure. We we need to pad this thing. I've got I got a slower I explosion got 10 over minutes here. Of various explosions from other movies that I own, so I can use them at will. Bring it. We're gonna cut them in. It's gonna pad. This is like yeah, that's that's surgery though. You know, yeah. like that is yeah. whatever the result Purposeful. is full. Yeah, and so I'm gonna do this. This is what I have in mind, as opposed to like the the hugging scene, or yeah. maybe it's the one with the 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 chick with the leopard pants. Oh, which sure, sure, which sure, sure. I don't remember even how it happened, but 
he's menacing her right. a lot. Yeah. Right. And then he's choking her a lot. And while he's menacing her, there's also still more of the same shot of her being menaced, not touched. Yeah. Intercut literally back to back with, her with shots choked. of her being choked. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so brutal, man. Wow. What usually pictures a larger gap between continuity issues? Yeah. Yeah. But then, definitely. But then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe time is not a solid concept in the movie Science Crazy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's like some weird, just viscous thing. Yeah. That but but the, the fact that, that we're not sure now if it's supposed to be funny sometimes or not, mm-hmm. and that we're not sure if it's supposed to be scary, we've all been punished from it. Mm-hmm. Few movies do that. Right. In this way. Right. So that makes it fascinating. Well, like if you like it, it, one of my one of my I had a triple feature notion like some some years back of doing um this movie Sledgehammer. Oh yeah, Sledgehammer, um, sure. Boarding House. I love which maybe we've house, seen really and things. Oh. All three in a row, starting yeah. at like 1 a.m. Jesus Christ. So the, by the time you're done, you actually have... You're not even sure what you're watching anymore. Because at the at the 24-hour things, that's why those like Santa Claus and the Martians flicks work. Because yeah. it's 3 in the morning. Yeah. You have and no idea what's up. Yeah, your, your brain is fried. You've been out there for 14 yeah. hours. See, I, I can't... Every time one of those comes on, <laughs> I go to sleep. I just can't... My body's just like... Fuck you. This has been quite an experience. And this is what we're going to do? I'm no. I'm going to take a nap. I've slept through, I slept through that. I slept through the, what was it, the lesbian werewolf movie, whatever that was. I slept through that. The only time I slept and I regretted it and made me really upset, one time in that spot, boop, shivers comes up. Although Ooh. it was called, you know, they came they from They came from thin, yeah. And yeah. I was like, fuck. That was the only time I've been mad. Like, I get mad at all those movies when they play those movies, but it's in like a fun, mad way. Like yeah. this is a fun prank you're doing yeah. right now, but I'm mad yeah. about it. They came from within comes up and I go, it's three in the morning. This is the first Cronenberg movie. I'm going to go to sleep, but I, I want to watch. Like I yeah, want yeah. to see that on uh. 35 millimeter. That's an experience I want to have, but I'm going to go to sleep. And <laughs> luckily I woke up in time for the, uh, the orgasm apocalypse that basically ends that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, for me, yeah. what that the ending of Shivers, not to get distracted, but the ending of Shivers remains for me my favorite Cronenberg ending yeah. of all time. Right. Yeah. Because it's so like, yeah, and we lose. <laughs> Sex slugs yeah. win, and we lose. Yeah. And that would actually it's, probably it's like be better. joyously nihilistic to, to the point that you, yeah. you have no, you can only say, oh, I'm okay. All right, yeah, I'll jump in the done. pool. Whatever, it's done. we're done. Yeah, let's go in the pool. It's time. <laughs> we're, we're through. Hold okay, on. we should we should we should probably Switch. wrap up Science Craze and start talking about the other movie. But yeah. do we have any final thoughts on Science Craze? You have a lot of notes. So. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of notes, but uh, I don't really want to read any of them. Um, <laughs> the my my main like just just to connect it to a little bit of what I was talking about at the beginning. Um, things that you can watch this movie and and start to go. Okay, so why? Why would this be something that's valid to show to a class of kids who want to learn how to make a movie? Yeah, uh-huh. totally. So there's a conversation at one point, and, and this will at least give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what the hell happens in this movie. Although, again, we could say three sentences, and we're done. And that'd be it. Yeah. Uh, there's a conversation when the detective and the two 
this guy and this girl who I seem like they're working with the professor in the beginning and then yeah. they're not, but they definitely spend a lot of time in their dorm room with a lot of cool horror posters, which there's one extended shot when we think the movie's really going to get going. I don't care. <laughs> Neat poster, dude. <laughs> Super cool. Where's the monster? Let's go. You know? Yeah, what's, what's happening? Um, there's a conversation where there's like four of them. Then there's the other, the hugger, the, de- the hug to death chick, yeah, who right. must be a scientist. Right. She has a, what, the, she has a jacket on. Yeah, right. Yeah. She has shoulder pads. They, they're talking, four of them, each in an isolated shot. Each of them is looking in the same direction. Like each of them is looking, say, to the left of the screen. Yeah. And it's the same shot of a head in the dark looking to the left. It's so unusual. And I can't even pay attention to what they're saying. No. Because it doesn't even make any sense. I mean, one, it's hard for me to tell them apart. Like the yeah. movie's so <laughs> yeah. poorly lit that yeah. I'm like, look, yeah. various Canadian white people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that one's Two, wearing a hat. The fact that they're all facing the same direction, I don't know if you guys felt this way. It started to feel like a Greek course. Yeah, it, it right. was like, oh, like it was like this Robert. is abstract. This is like <laughs> avant garde. Like this is the yeah. course because they're also all talking about the doctor, and the dialogue is written in such a way where it doesn't feel like conversation. Right. Yeah. Like one of the things, I, you know, just recently on Twitter, I got in an uh, unintentional argument about Caddyshack because I don't think Caddyshack is very good. Yeah. And apparently, some people think that makes me an inhuman a monster. monster. Yeah. Uh, if you don't share someone's opinion. You are a monster. Right. So, <laughs> the one of the things about that. Caddyshack that is so amusing to me is that um, Rodney Dangerfield in that movie is basically alone. He's on stage. Like, right. Rodney, mm. like everyone else is interacting, and Rodney Dangerfield is just doing his act. Just being yeah. Rodney. He's yeah. just delivering. I mean, I'm not saying that is his act, those lines. What I'm saying is the way he delivers yeah. the lines, no one could be there, and he would have the same tone of voice. It's like a right. soliloquy. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how I felt about that. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of, is that they're just saying things. Those yeah, like we need to get some story details out of the way. Yeah, let's do them like this. And then, but then, then all of a sudden, in the middle of it, the guy, the younger guy, yeah, turns and looks the other way, and then it cuts right. back to the detective. Right. And I was like, okay, no, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how you tie us into a room together. Even though probably mm-hmm. all these people were sitting in the exact same chair in the exact same spot because that's where that one light points. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but and so the and then another one is because low budget horror is fun to make and then you think to yourself well somebody might want to watch this and you're probably right Mm -hmm. the aerobic scene is supposed to be I think this tension building scenario here's these two women they're just exercising Mm -hmm. there's a monster it's going to get them it's coming it's coming for them yeah Yeah. you and I I think have just created more tension <laughs> than that entire than that entire thirty minute scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so instead, it just shows the killer's feet. Then it shows the women walking mm-hmm. and the the or working out. They're working out so long, I forget that the killer's feet are there. And then I see the feet again, and I hear that doom 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 fucking nightmare sound that fucking music i would actually pay for a copy of that just so i could play it at my job to like torture people it's crazy crushingly crushingly bad unbelievable unbelievable yeah but yeah i mean the other thing about that we talked about this but about that aerobic scene too is that um that we need to hear them having banter 
Oh, God. But the banter is entirely related to the fact that one of them is fat and yeah. one of them is yeah. not fat. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the one Come on, saying, lose that fat. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to lose some weight, girl. I hope I yeah. lose some weight. Oh, you're going to lose that weight, girl. And then it's some variety of that. Okay. And then that repeats itself, too. Yeah, it that is insane to me. So it's brutal. so but the, but the, the other thing is, and this movie does it a few times, is it's buried. Those lines are buried in the other noise. They're of so the, low. Of, and, and so then, like, there's other so things. Much the fact that the other noise cuts out at parts, and you're like, oh, wait, that noise is gone. Yeah. And it's like completely yes. silent, and yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Like, like the opening conversation between the doctor and the other dude, where it looks like they're actually lit in, yeah. in some way or yeah. have makeup on, and the doctor's, you're never going to get away with this. And the other guys are scientists. Yeah. Like, dude, are you in the same universe <laughs> or so what? Real. Because you're yeah. fucking killing me. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it also, you could um, have a fan theory about this movie that it's set in a future in which everyone lives underground. Because, like, everyone is inside all the time and the guy's in hallways so long yeah. that these must be the underground tunnels that connect all the various places <laughs> yeah. people live underground. <laughs> right. like, this is a post-apocalyptic world. Everyone right, right. lives underground. Well, that like that also explains why... Bruise. Yeah, and it explains why the only people that we ever see are at the pool. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Super they all live in the same the dark, dark pool <laughs> yeah. in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's switch gears and talk about uh, Tales, Tales from the Quad Dead Zone. Yeah. So this is directed by uh, a somewhat known figure, right? Yeah, to an extent. I think I don't have the facts for sure, but like he did at least this and Black Devil Doll. Black Devil Doll from Hell. Mm. Black Devil Doll from Hell is an experience. Right. It will get you. But it's a known movie. Like, yeah, people it's, have, a, it's, it's been it's, a cult it's, movie. You may not have seen it. Listener, but people mm. have. It's not like a what the fuck is that? Like right. I've heard about it. And right. I saw it in college and didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yep. And then since then, I've seen it on fucking T-shirts. People yeah. talk, it's like a thing. Right. It's a known. I quantity. think it was on Shutter for a little bit, as was Tales from the Quad Dead Zone. It probably was because at yeah. a certain point, in the last maybe ten years or so, uh, Massacre Video put them both out on disc, mm. and I'm sure shared them with. Places Shutter. like Shutter. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you know anything about this guy? I don't. I know that I, people know who he is. I watched one of. Him, I think. I think an interview with him, maybe on one of the discs, sure. and he just seemed like, a, like classically odd but dedicated dude, and really just seemed like some dude who was like, sure. I love horror movies. I'm going to make some horror movies, and notable, I guess, because he's a black guy in the '80s making independent horror movies and does yeah. give a fuck. There's not a lot of not a lot of folks clicking all those boxes. That no, right, right. Just some, you know, like there's there's folks, but not that many. And mm. I mean, I would make the case that pre Tales from the Hood, mm-hmm. uh, post, ooh, am I thinking Sugar Hill? What's the black exploitation horror movie? Yeah, Sugar Hill, Sugar is, Hill, or, or even JD's Revenge. There was a couple of them. JD's Revenge. Do you think of that as a horror movie? It's guys gets possessed. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, well, but but okay. Even JD's Revenge, though, that's still solid seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a fucking chasm of very urban horror mm-hmm. between JD's Revenge and Tales from the Hood. Right. And you can make an argument yeah. that Tales from the Hood is like, you know, white produced pseudo. You know, there's there's well, but Darren Darren Scott, I guess, wrote some of that, produced yeah. it, and he also worked on, but he defies the like. Being centric in right. any kind of way, he right. was also produced and directed or uh, wrote like um, 
what is it, from a whisper to a scream? The sure. Offering, yes. All yes, the offspring? Yes, 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 yes. But all I'm saying is this, uh, you know, Black Devil Doll from Hell and Tales from the Quiet Ed Zone, it's not like these are two options in a market of urban horror. Not at all. There's nothing else. No. In the, and yeah. Tales from the Quiet I don't, I think this is also true of Black Devil Doll from Hell, but like I said, I saw it in college, so I don't have right. a lot of it. Tales from the Quiet Ed Zone, unapologetically is what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not like, let's try to be like, I mean, it's definitely drawing things from other movies, but it's but also it's definitely like, a singular it's vision. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Singular vision is right. And you can, yeah. you can really feel it because there's choices made in that that are like, I have never seen this. I'm not sure what this is or I'm not sure what you're going for, but it's interesting. Yeah. The, every sure. time it's the, not the a son movie the way. is talking to the mom and it's just that, <laughs> yeah. whoosh, 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 yeah, and it's like the hair blower. I super weird. I love that. It was so weird. <laughs> I was... Dude, the seat going down. And yeah. that was brilliant. And he milked... He, it looked so good, and he knew it. And he's like, so I'm going to show this a lot. Yeah. Because I, sure. I nailed the this. The seat's going to go down a lot. Yeah. yeah. Nailed this See, effect. I mean... Well, let's say... Let's, right. let's maybe do what we didn't do for Science Crazed, for good reason. <laughs> right. Basically, Tales from the Quieted Zone is an anthology horror right. with... Three stories, one of them being the framing story that right, the takes up is a, like yeah. an introduction, and then at the end takes up the vast majority of the movie. Sure. The movie's sixty. This is great. The movie's sixty-two, 62 minutes. minutes. Right. Feels feels longer, but doesn't feel long. It's not a struggle, but no. parts of it are not. It's not a fast-paced movie. No, either. No. no. But it's not like a fucking torture session. Yeah. No. I mean, the most torturous thing I think was the laughing at the clown bit, like that whole with the brothers. Oh, that was that was crazy. That, that was felt like pathology wow. yeah. in front of you. Unfolding. That definitely felt like wow, my work. Right. Yeah. But despite that, <laughs> that's the only thing. So we we introduced to a woman who uh, has white glasses. Yeah, this lady, so it, it's a great setup, and basically, here's a lady talking to her son, who is a ghost. Yeah, he's dead. Who we do not see. Who is, yeah, who yeah. is carrying a mug around. There's a, some invisible person shit going on that's maybe not memoirs of an invisible man, but it's pretty yeah. effective for, dead, for dead the child. budget. And she's going to read yeah. Dead Child a story. A story from this story crazy from homemade giant book. book that just materializes. Yeah. Called Tales from the Quad Dead Zone. Yeah. Side note: Do we know why it's called Quad Dead Zone? No, but it's also special that it's called that. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't even know what that could possibly. Be. Yeah, no idea. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, but it looks cool. Look, you know, like it. They, so the the, uh, the first story that uh, the so the first uh, I guess like segment we see the first tale the from tale. the Quad Dead Zone <laughs> is this family. So it's this like hick ass white like family. a bunch of white folks eating dinner, right? And no context for anything yeah. except for that they give a prayer and say right. we don't have. There's eight of us. There's food for four. Right. Yeah. Lord bless us. And then somebody doesn't get to eat. And it says, oh well, maybe next time. Then it's like flash forward. And for anyone interested, the set is the table in the room. And yeah. that's they that. never. They, they don't no leave other, the room, dude. Yeah. And it's like wood walls. Yeah, it's great. It's like a basement or a trailer. So then they have. Again, another date. Right. Same setup. We have only food for X number of people. One of the dudes, big burly farmer's boy looking dude, loses it. Yeah, he has overalls and no shirt on. Yeah, no shirt. <laughs> loses it. Starts shooting people. Right. Then we get to the next thing, and of course people are a little bit more well-fed. Things go worse. We won't have to really spoil the 
the thing. Total right. ending. Right. But things get worse. And then in this case, it's great because there is humor right. in purposeful like, humor. Yeah, it shows yeah. the pictures of the people after yeah. the fact and says basically what happened to them. Yeah. Like yeah. died this day or yeah. sitting high, high on the hog, witness protection. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a joke. And, you you know, I'm not, not slapping my knee, but, but hey, I get it's it. there. They did it. You grin. Yeah. You go, I see what you did there. <laughs> So then we see the kid, you know, we go back to mom and they yeah. we're going to read another story. Then the next story is probably the weakest link, except for the fact that it is actually sometimes feels maybe more terrifying because right. it's it's drenched with pathology. It's a brother that wants to get revenge on his dead brother. Right. That he killed. That he killed by stealing his corpse and dressing it up like a clown and like raging on it. Yeah, just freaking it, just having a breakdown, laughing the whole time, laughing uncomfortably. Right. So then we get what I think are stellar special effects. That was cool. The the spirit re-enters the 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 brothers. Yeah, we're talking like old VHS blending effects, which is great. Looks great. Yeah, (laughs) satisfying. Um, Yeah, Uh, and then so. And then was the last story just her story then? Yeah, the last yeah. story was her story. Yeah. So she's sitting there reading, and then a car pulls up, and she's yeah. like, oh, you know, says to her, her ghost son, go and hide. Don't come out. Don't come out. Baby daddy. Yep. Comes home. Yep. Sees the book, knows what's going on. She's been reading to the ghost. Yep. She's like, you've been reading to the ghost again. Right. No good. Bad. Yeah. Bad, in fact, <laughs> he, and he gets he gets uh, he gets he gets upset and abusive. Yep, mm-hmm. right. I, 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 you could you could put a trigger warning on that because that scene was <laughs> rough. It was weirdly real. Yeah, you know it was like, weirdly difficult. Yeah, yeah, like a, oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Feels, oh, like, feels like shit definitely got real. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, it turns into a little little uh, little stabby, yeah, little little stabby session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get a little stabby with each other. Uh, and then uh, the police come by. Yeah, and then things kind of get worse. We won't ruin the end, but yeah. let's say it's a happy ending, <laughs> in a way. It is a weirdly it, it it was weird that the that ending was the fact that it was played off as weirdly happy. Yeah, yeah left a creepier taste in my mouth <laughs> in a good way yeah. than if they had tried to go super like if he had done some other weird dark like. This is dark. This happy ending is a dark happy ending. Right. But doing it that way actually was very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is, while I think all three of us would consider Science Craze to not exactly be a movie. A movie. <laughs> Couldn't have said yeah. it better myself. This is a, this is a movie. Yeah, and, this is a movie. This and is while a purposeful it is, movie. And while it is insane, I mean, it's a strange-ass thing. It is on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the main point, though, right? Like, that this here... I don't know, Isaac. I mean, what what were your thoughts on it? Like comparing the two, right? Yeah, they're both of the same low budget ilk. Yeah, but one is very clearly better than the other. Yeah, and one of them, my I didn't not re I did not rewatch uh, Black Devil Doll mm-hmm. in order to do this, but my memory of Black Devil Doll is in watching Quadad for the second time mm-hmm. was that Quadad like instantly I was like oh, this movie is actually way more accomplished than I remember it right. And so in that way, with the idea that we were going to talk about bad or poorly made movies, mm-hmm. this almost almost got through it and was like, oh, actually, this doesn't even qualify. 
because this movie's like pretty good. Yeah. And I was just grinning at all of the achievements that this guy made and thinking to myself, so this is what you actually can do now, as we talked about. It looks 20 times better now. Mm-hmm. You can make this movie in right. your house. On your phone. Yeah, on your phone. You can See, do it. But, uh, you don't have to be Soderbergh or Chan-Wook Park. Right. You can make this movie on your own. So, so for me, it worked out even better than I was expecting it. And the only things that in connection to what we talked about earlier was like the sound mixing is so bad that you cannot <laughs> you, it's, yeah. sometimes you actually can't hear what people are saying right. early on you can't hear what she's saying to the ghost son because of just other she's like washing the dishes and I think the microphone's in the sink <laughs> right while she's talking right or the there's a cl- there's like an evil laugh and a guy talking about <laughs> In the beginning, and he's saying something about Which evil things. Yeah, and it's like the soundtrack. No yeah, yeah, it's like the soundtrack to the intro. And the soundtrack we might add is also the probably the envy of everyone who consider them, themselves like a lo-fi synth. Sure, yeah. at this point, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like one hundred percent. Well, see, here's, here's my question though: these both movies are they were they the cusp of technological advancement at the time to shoot right on VHS? Was it the kind of thing where it's like? This is a new epoch in filmmaking. This is we can do this thing without having film, you know, without having like reels and stuff that cost a ton of money. We can do these things on these VHS cameras that, you know, you carry on your shoulder. So on De- so definitely because so, at this point in time, this is what porn was doing. Really, they, for so, the most part, I think there were still things being shot on film at this point, but for mm-hmm. the most part, on video camera because so, it was so cheap. Right. So this. So so you think then maybe. That the, the shortcomings of these movies, specifically Tales from the Quad Ed Zone, are just the limits of being able to film on VHS at the time? Yeah, I think so. And the same thing, really, with the audio. The audio right. is uneven because it's you. there's another piece of equipment mm-hmm. that you needed to have, like to mix it or right. to record it on something else that, that Chester maybe just didn't even have. <laughs> yeah. So, fair enough. Right. You, I still got to the end of the movie. I still knew what happened. Right. So I wasn't lost in the dark. There were no. Let's also, there were no microphones on the shoot. Just what was on that camera. Yeah. They, not even that. It's that's all post dub. Oh, like, none oh. of it makes I'm any science sense. Science crazy. Yeah. yeah. All yeah science crazy is entirely. It's Overdone. really obvious. Yeah. You're like, what yeah. is Which this? which alienates it. So that's another thing where you know we've we've watched I think all a bunch of Italian horror movies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we know that Italian movies are dubbed, and there's an element of. That's another element to actually employ right. when you're dubbing everything anyway, because you're choosing, well, we're only going to hear these footfalls right. as we watch this person. We're not going to hear street sounds. We're not going to hear anything else. And so it's a choice. Right. In this case, it wasn't a choice. It was just like, this is I'm going <laughs> to breathe really heavy in the microphone. <laughs> so heavy. And then I'm going to talk in the microphone. Whatever. So I guess it's a miracle that it matches up, sort of. Yeah, right. Because right. I can't imagine that they were doing like playback. Oh, let's take it into the studio. We got a studio yeah. set up. We'll watch playback, and you'll dub your voice. We'll no. do it from no, there. No, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. Um, I think the other thing with the Quadet Zone for me is um, the anthology structure. I think is helpful. Like, yeah, I think each of it these, definitely stops it from feeling stale. For yeah, sure. and each of these little tidbits they've got a stinger right like that's yeah. all they need yeah. is a little bit of like a whoa all right <laughs> you know, i didn't yeah, see yeah. that coming you yeah. know that that's it's not something that's going to like 
frighten you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no. know who's watching Quartet Zone and it's like, oh, like, fucks oh me I gotta up, keep the lights on tonight. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, man, I, it was really entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's. And I've watched a few. I, I tend to not have the passion of Doug Tilly for no budget things. <laughs> I've watched yeah. a lot of things that are no budget and hated them or, or just didn't appreciate them. Um, but I like this. I thought it was fun. And it yeah. makes me like. Man, I should go back and watch Black Devil Dog again. I think when I saw it, like I said, I was in college. It was interesting. I didn't hate it, but I yeah. wasn't like into definitely, it. It's definitely like, way out. In my opinion, it's way out compared to this. And and maybe yeah. partly it's because it happens, a lot of it happens in a room. There's yeah. a lot of weird sex stuff that is so bizarre. Right. And is like pathos. But But I think if you look at... Black Devil Doll from Hell and Quad Ed Zone, you are actually looking at someone who, first of all, by definition, is an auteur. Yeah. And he is has said, I have an idea. Yeah. I'm going to make the idea. Yeah. I did it. And I did it with what I have. And so yeah. in, in that regard, it's... It's an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment. That's a right? thing. It's yeah. a movie that was made by this guy. Since we, we can't know... And I almost feel like... And this is the interesting thing. So point of view is something that is always it's a it's a it's a phrase that's kind of bandied about when it mm. comes to making movies so what what's the point of view what's this right. i think sometimes most of us don't even really know what that actually means right like myself included any of us it's but it's something you can say to someone if you want them to know that you've got <laughs> some cred. knowledge yeah i say my i don't have 12 dollar words but i can ask you what your point, point of view, view is yeah. and usually a person that's making the movie doesn't know what it is but it's something you can look at and can investigate and it's the difference between i don't know if you guys were there when they showed um forced entry at one of the uh, horathons yeah. or the experts yeah. so there's forced entry which is like a slasher movie it's a serial killer movie mm-hmm. and then there's a movie like toolbox murders from a couple years later yeah and then there's something like friday the 13th Right, forced entry is like more than a little bit misogynist. Oh God! More not than a minute. Not I like think we were supposed to cover this movie. Did not, we watch it no. for no? no? Why do I want it? Not even to the point of saying the character is, but the treatment of things in the movie right. is misogynistic. Yeah, and it's got a feeling. It's like it's heavy ba- with. I that. mean, it's basically it's basically a more modern ruffie is how. It yeah, felt. right, yeah. right, right. And then you take Friday the 13th, where there's nudity or there are sex scenes, but there are human beings with agency doing sure, things. They sure. can do things. The characters have a little bit of a story. They have an, they're a human. They're a person. Instead of being Tanya Roberts trapped, just yeah. waiting to star in Taurus Trap, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So, but with these things, and that's maybe the thing that's so befuddling about science craze is it actually doesn't feel like it was made by humans from Earth. No, <laughs> because who? It's how has it happened? And that's why it fascinates me. Right. Yeah. Significantly. Right. Because what is it? What What even is it? Right. <laughs> is it a movie? It's like when I when I would see Greasy Strangler. When I left, yeah. I thought, I don't know if that was a movie. <laughs> I don't know if it was a movie. Right. Everybody seemed to enjoy it that was in the theater, mostly, except for myself. I don't know if it was a movie. Now, like a year and change, two, three years later, I think to myself, I feel like for some reason I want to watch it again. 
I don't know why, though. I mean, is it just for the potato snack line or what? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. What, but is, I can't, what is the like, 2D? What is the 2D fruity? Potato. What? Potato. <laughs> potato. <laughs> Shit, man. Tutti fruity disco cutie, something like that. Yeah, and that's the line that they. What do they call each other all the time? Bullshitter or whatever. Yeah. Bullshit artist. You're a bullshit artist. Yeah. Bullshit. God damn that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, like the same thing. Like I don't actually know what the point is. Like I think those guys got together and said we're gonna make, we're gonna make a crazy movie. It felt like uh, what's that? A pigeon sat alone on the whatever, whatever. You ever see that? The it's a Norwegian film. Dude made like three so. of these movies. Fuck. If, wow. if, if I oh man, I'm gonna look it up because um, it's uh, never mind. This is right. anyway. <laughs> anyway. It, it, it's the sort of thing where it, the reason I bring it up is to say it's the sort of movie where the content is sort of an experience. You're experiencing something, right? Yeah. As opposed to like telling a story or you know what I mean. Like Greasy yeah. Strangler is like a. Then we're just gonna own this. Like the, the yeah, we're gonna go so gonna deep in this, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. gonna be weird. Yeah, which I think is why then when I when I thought I don't I don't know what I just saw, and right. I watched it with someone who had also been watching movies for his entire life, was older than me by like two decades, and also like just kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> huh? don't really know what this is. What happened? <laughs> I definitely laughed at the potato line, but whatever. The movie I was thinking of is called A Pigeon Set on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. Wow. It's uh, Norwegian title. Directed by Roy Anderson. Okay. Um, and he has this style of movie where he does these weird things. Um, he's directed a few things, but I think the pigeon one, uh, You the Living is the other one, and Songs from the Second Floor. One of those sounds vaguely familiar, but you, the living, sounds familiar to me. I recommend all three of those movies. They're an experience. It's the sort of thing yeah. where there's a single shot, and people come in and out of the shot, mm. and oftentimes there's a joke in the scene that's the uh-huh. corniest, dumbest dad joke. Mm. <laughs> but it takes him a good six minutes of unrelated dialogue to get to the joke. Such that it's almost like he's fucking with you. Right. And meanwhile, what's happening in the scene is actually kind of a complicated commentary on capitalism. Wow. But, but so you're like watching like, oh, man, there's this whole thing going on with like consumerism and royalty. And what's a oh, and then there's a poop joke at the end. And you're like, what the fuck? Right. It's, right. it's that sort of it's a weird. And, and also everyone is painted. Their makeup, quote unquote, is basically everyone is like ultra white. They're just pale. Weird. Wow. And they're weird. And they don't talk like humans. Norway. So it is like more of a cinematic version of the Cream Master? <laughs> yeah, basically. Nobody's got cloth in their mouth? No, that's. <laughs> Thank God. Missed opportunities, what that's called. G- well, gained opportunities. Hey, so- <laughs> Isaac. Thank you for suggesting this. Yeah, this I, was actually really, really fun and thought-provoking for me. Good. And I, I've been meaning to watch Science Craze for a while, and I'm glad it was in a context where we could talk about it and not just like, I'm going to sit alone on my own and watch this insane... Because then I would want to immediately talk about it, because I would be yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. What did we just watch? So I'm really glad that um, you suggested it, and then you were willing to come on and talk to us about it. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, if people want to find things you've done... Or connect with you virtually in some way. Is there a way they should do that? Yeah, I'm on the uh, 
Twitter machine and the um, Instagram as AOP, as in Peter Isaac, I S A A C. And um, I think I'm, I have a Tumblr that's AO Pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, I mean, I, also you can find me on YouTube. I have some stuff on YouTube, but right now, I think next year will be the 10th anniversary of the first feature I made. And so maybe that will mean that myself and the guy that did the music Jonathan Kennedy will actually do something with it that's screen I mean it showed it showed a few times um, but you can't get it you can't get it unless you you have my email address and you say hey dude send me that movie can I see that movie and then <laughs> yeah. you get like a burnt disc right. so that we figured oh 10 years maybe that's something you know yeah. maybe we'll do something with it uh, yeah. and I have a couple other shorts but mostly like I take f- m- m- ridiculous art pictures yeah. on Instagram and uh, Very fun SoundCloud I guess is AOP Isaac where my mixes are that you mentioned earlier and there will be more of those soon I think roller skating funk mix is coming next yes um, so well, I think fun. you have a very deep and again I'm not kidding y'all my man is super metal but you also have a deep knowledge of a lot of different music and I think that's reflected in those mixes that a lot of stuff comes through that I'm like I don't even know what the fuck this is but I'm like hype on it so yeah I appreciate that, that I appreciate it well it's just like I treat like m- music and movies are like that's my crack right. really and yeah. I don't what happens is I'll I go down one path on one of them and then I after a while I'm like oh I haven't even listened to like a single record right in months or whatever and then it yeah. you know it hurts and I gotta say uh, if you are curious more about Isaac and his music. We did a feature on Isaac uh, a, a year, year ago. ago to the day. Yeah, Boom. I opened up my uh, I opened up my what do you call was a time hop fucking thing. Yeah. Face and, memories. Yeah, I don't know what fuck, whatever the fuck it was, and it was like I had reposted the article. Big up to hopefully Nick uh, Spacek is listening to this episode because I think yo, he's, yo. he's one who wrote the the feature. So yeah, and it was nice. Yeah, I like Nick a lot. He's a good dude. So, anyways, thank you for coming on. Everyone check out uh, all the various things Isaac is doing. Um, also, try some water ice. I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and big up to Dick uh, and everyone who's involved with Cinepunks. I want to specifically uh, thank again um, all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, and I know we've been for a while now promising Patreon-exclusive content. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to come. I think, yeah. honestly, my idea is we get a bunch of associates together uh-huh and we just have a free form fucking Posse discussion cut. about yeah something pick Easy. topics from a hat there you make go. some you we know, really like, should like a classic a party i think party it'd be game. good i think it'd be a good thing <laughs> i'm into it yeah it's coming it's coming yeah. so hey uh thanks for listening yes rate review subscribe yes, thank you rate review subscribe thank you isaac and uh thanks for having me download download boom anything else do you do you have any shows coming up you want to hype or anything else nothing off the top so all right hey thanks for being a part of this thing and uh you can always shoot us an email and uh, i think this will come out before the screening of um 36 the 36 chamber of shallon so noise in bethlehem pa so if you are the frank banco if you're anywhere near there you should come out um and buy a t-shirt yay cool all right thanks word later y'all smoke bomb bye